Player's Voice, The Barbershop, back again for another week. I am your host, Mark Gray. It gives me much pleasure to introduce Demar Johnson, my co-host. What's up, bro? What's up, man? Chillin'. How are you doing today, sir? Doing pretty good. It's pretty cold out here. Yeah, it's getting there. I mean, we deserve it. And the man who makes all this happen. Hey, one, what's good with you, brother? Good, man. Happy to be here. Yeah, we are the, the fearsome three now. Um, TJ has called with the man. Um, TJ Cousins is what we're going to call him. He wants to know if he's going to be franchised or or if he's just entertain offers otherwhere. But uh, Teach, back uh, whenever you get back. Him and A1's not, not doing a thing together anymore? I think he left A1 out to dry, too. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I think that uh, yeah, I think he is, is officially going solo. I think he is going solo. He might have found another producer and everything. So um, that's why you notice. It is what it is, man. It is what it is. The show must go on. So we'll just keep going with what we got here. Um, the playoffs are among us. They're finally here. Um, interesting round of that. Before we get into that, couple um stories. We actually had a, a email somebody had that they wanted me to read. Let me pull that up for. Oh, baseball wise. You see you see how um Ken Griffey Jr. Like it's it's so weird to me this whole three people don't vote for you foolishness. Like you know, baseball's the only thing where nobody's ever been unanimous and they have people who really think that nobody should be a first ballot Hall of Famer, which is so dumb. You know, like what are you trying to prove? That nobody I'm not voting for Ken Griffey Jr. Like why? I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like that, I that's that, that that to me is just uh foolishness. But happy for him. He he was one of um three votes though. Yeah, but at that point, make it public. I'm like, who is this? who are these three idiots? And you should take your you should take your voting away. Because if you, if you're not voting for Ken Griffey Jr., who the hell are you voting for? Yeah. I mean, he's the he's the greatest baseball player of of our. I think he's the last baseball player that any of us sort of care about. You know what I mean? Or say that we grew up being like he was in an era. He made baseball cool. You know what I mean? He was the kid coming out with the hat on ba- uh, backwards. And I mean, it's pretty hard to make baseball highlights, but he seemed to make a highlight every week you know what i mean he was whether he was throwing guys out climbing the wall jumping into the wall and that swing you don't even got to be a baseball fan to know that swing is pretty man yeah i heard skip talking talking a lot about him and he he, he thought that he just had too many down years and he started injuries fat and all that he, he was because in an era where everybody else was because the bodies, they all their bodies started breaking down. Bonds, McGuire, McGuire couldn't get out of his own way, and that's when they all started with the HGH. And it was, yeah. you know, they, then as McGuire and Bonds and these guys are all starting to get healthy, and they're not missing any time. That's when Griffey is missing. I mean, he had about three or four years in his prime where, I mean, he was just season-ending in, season injury after season-ending injury. Like yeah. they just kept happening. So I mean, if he hadn't had those, he'd have been at the seven hundred in a. In home run marks, like my brother always says that you know Griffey was the fastest to 400 home runs and the slowest from 400 to 500. Like it right. just he just got there and then just you know once he took that trade and went back to Cincinnati, he never really regained what he was in um Seattle. But he was definitely uh, cool. And if we can separate aside from Barry Bonds, he's the greatest baseball player I saw. If you if you don't factor in Barry Bonds. HGH, because what eight Bobby, but what Barry Bonds started doing once he got on that stuff was, was video game numbers, like yeah. literally video game numbers. So I don't even want to count that. I'm not what that's the only time I watch baseball. Only time I'm going to watch baseball until they allow the, to just back, let him back in there, yeah. right? I need seventy. 
<laughs> I need 70 home runs, man. Hey, I, I hear you, brother. I hear you. Um, RP, who's one of our, uh, loyal listeners and who have been down there from our day one, he had a question. Um, so I know it's still fairly early in NBA season, but currently, do you guys think that Porzingis is legitimately the front runner for rookie of the year? Or do you think him playing under the microscope in New York and his media is helping his case? And he wants to know what you have to say, DJ. Um, is he the front runner? I don't know. Nah, I don't think he's a front runner because Okafor and, um, Towns are both having, you know, good years. I think by him being in New York and, um, by him, you know, having these highlights and especially by them not having the expectations for him. Cause when they drafted him, um, it seemed like the fans was, you know, a little pissed off at that. They didn't know Phil Jackson don't know what he's doing, this, this, and that. And then they realized that the kid can actually really play. Now they, they looking like, okay, they, they more surprised. But Okafor's out here getting, you know, almost 20 a night and, you know, Towns, you know, he, he, he's balling too. So it's, it's hard to say, but I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm a big fan. What I, what they do though that I don't like with him, cause I get him a lot on, um, my fan duel. <laughs> They monitor his minutes, and I don't understand that. He's like 19. It's like you shouldn't ever get tired. I didn't get tired, so I was like 31. Do you think it's because he's getting tired? Do you think that has anything to do with it? I don't, or do you think it's just that they don't think he's good enough to be on the court that much? It can't be that. I don't know if it's that, or I don't know if, if it was because he got some kind of injury. Or, you know, usually with big men that's that tall, they always end up with foot problems. Mm-hmm. But the difference with, with this kid is – He's not as heavy as, you know, them guys, them Ilgoskas and Yao Ming and Sabonis and them kind of guys. He's not that heavy, and he can run. He's more he's more nimble than them. So, I don't know, but I would like to see him play more. I enjoy watching him play. I think what helps him in those names that you named, one, Okafor and Towns, one being picked, um, Towns one, and Okafor three. Three, right? No. No, three, three, yeah. Three? Yeah. Okay. Russell. Yeah, Oklahoma. right, 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 right. Um, both of them had high expectations. People knew who they were, and they're expecting them. Like you said, Przingis, who was drafted fourth, it kind of like you said, they the the expectation was for him to fail and to come out there and look clumsy, and, and, and he's not that. You know what I mean? So that boosts him. Then he's in New York. That boosts him. And New York, which, is, which was god-awful last year, mm-hmm. they've already surpassed their win total. So mm-hmm. that looks good on him right. versus Ogilfer is just, I mean, you, you knew everybody expected that. They expect that he's playing on a very bad team mm-hmm. with unlimited minutes, unlimited shots, unlimited anything he would like, yeah. trouble. He's getting <laughs> unlimited trouble out there. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, that's expected. You know, everybody expected him to run away with, you know, doing the numbers and, and doing that he's doing. I'm actually more surprised by Towns and, and the numbers that he's put up, um, to be honest with you. I mean, he's put up some really good numbers. And mm-hmm. I, I can't say I saw that coming. Yeah, I mean, he's – but he, he was going to get the minutes. Um, he, obviously he, he, he's talented enough and he's out there with, you know, if not the best passing point guard in the league who, who know, who's going to find you. And that, that, their roster isn't, isn't that bad. I mean, he, he didn't go one for no reason. Yeah, no, nah, absolutely. I, I agree with you, uh, 100%. Um, your guy, Coughlin, interviewing with the Eagles. How do you feel about that? I don't know if I like that. From what standpoint? Just from the standpoint of him staying in the division, leaving our team for so long. I mean, I'm sure whatever coach that comes in there is going to have a whole new system or whatever. But just him knowing all them players and their tendencies is 
I think would be an advantage for Philadelphia. I think that if the Giants knew that that was on the table, they wouldn't have. <laughs> like, I mean, you know, when, you, when, you, when you're letting this guy go, I bet if you say, all right, well, he's going to be at the Eagles, you're going to see him twice a year. They're probably like, well, hold on a second there. Right. <laughs> the, um, the funny thing to me in that whole thing while it went down was, um, you know how they said it was a mutual thing, and then you saw the way he walked into that press conference? <laughs> Hilarious. Did you see that, anyone? My man's walking into the press conference, and the owner is the first person in the room. And, like, everybody stands up. Owner stands up. Man, looked at him like he was crazy and walked. He didn't even slow down. He might have sped up. I think that's like, when he's walking out. No, that's when he's walked in. When he walked oh, okay. in, he I mean, the dude stood up and, like, this yeah. man just walked right past yeah. him, looked down, read his read his message, like, real frank to the point. Yeah. Totally, like, gave Eli the proud dad speech. Mm-hmm. Looked at, pretty much told the rest of the room. You know, like, what they can go do with themselves and walk right, right back out, right. walk past them again on the way back out the door. Right. You know, it was like, yeah, I don't think that was a mutual uh, right. parting at all. Yeah, like, yeah, he lost six games in 30 seconds. You can't say we're not competitive. And Eli, you know, that kid, you think it's on you. Eli's not on you. Nope. It's not on you, Eli. Like, I think you didn't even start crying, man. No, no, he, no I, was, I was crying for Eli. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Eli, you, because when, you, when they show Eli trying to hold it together, you're thinking in your head, like, go ahead, bro. Let, let, let it out, man. You know what I mean? He's talking to you, like, yeah, you I know, you know like, it's not on you. We, we, we win as a team. We lose as a team. It's not on you. You know what I mean? And Eli was just trying to hold it all together. And, I mean, this is the guy who's literally both of them have been question throughout their entire career you know yeah. what i mean whether it's coughlin in his job i mean you can't fire eli so but i mean eli as a whole there's nobody else with two super bowls who gets questioned as much as right. eli does and you know and the thing is both of them you kind of can get it you know what i mean right. like i can they both have eli has done some things that have definitely make you scratch your head and coughlin has definitely had some seasons where you had scratching your head also right. so but i mean their their track record is what their track record is and at the end of the day the goal is to win super bowls and they have two of them so and there's not many people who can say they have more than them. What's what's interesting is as when I came in here today, while well, we've been sitting here waiting two hours to start the show, <laughs> I, um, I'm watching <laughs> Plexico Barris. He was on um on on your guy. Uh, what's his name? Coward. Uh, was he? Yeah, he, oh, he okay. Yeah, he he was he was on that show, and and he, and he asked Plexico about you know all the coaches he played for: Bill Coward, Tom Coughlin, Mike Tomlin, and Rex Ryan. He asked him about. Them coaches, he was like, you know, who's the most funny? He was like, a Rex is definitely the most funny. He's like, who the most prepared? He was like, man, you kind of put me on the spot asking me that. You know, them, I played for a lot of great coaches, but probably Tom Coughlin. He was like, you know, Tom would have stuff like the night before the game, before, you know, Scott reports that just nobody would ever have. He would have, he would give you a list, or he would say this referee called this amount of pass interferences Oh, this percentage of, you know, holding calls, and he would give you, like, a whole list of all the referees and where they from and all this. So, you know, he can go out on the field and be like, you know, he was like, you know, hey, John, how's Mary and stuff like that. And it don't work every time, but, you know, it might, you know, help you out a little bit. He was like, that's what, like, Tom just was more prepared. That was a pretty impressive list of coaches. I didn't, yeah. I, I would have never yeah. thought about that. Me neither. Until, until, yeah. until you say that. And you're right. just like, yeah, I guess Plexico has been on some pretty good teams yeah. with some pretty – uh Impre- impressive. Uh, that's a lot of supers. Three different Super Bowl winning coaches. Yeah, yeah, pretty impressive. Yep. Um, and he said, "Tom, I was, I, I was sure thought maybe he was gonna say Cower." Yes. Yeah, that's uh, that I, I think that there's something to say. My only thing is that I, I just, I, I really be interested in about what would possess somebody to hire a, a what's he seventy seventy one, sixty nine. He's going to be seventy. 
Yeah, I, you know, because you ask yourself how long is your plan and how much longer can Coughlin really be thinking about, you know, coaching. Yeah. You know, I, I'm try- how old was Gibbs when he came back, A1? He was almost 70, right? I'm not sure. I'll, I'll look it up. He was pretty old, though. Yeah. And he four. came back and he – did he do five years? Four. He did four, four. on a five-year contract? Okay. I mean, you just want – I mean, that is such a taxing job for any age. And, you know, you just got to wonder what level of commitment you can be possibly – how long of a commitment you can be expecting from. Not to say that he wouldn't give it his all, yeah. but you're not guaranteed that his body can agree with him. But that's what you do, and that's what you enjoy. That's what you love. And he's a military guy, and it's not like he's one guy coaching 60 mm-hmm. people. You know, you got all kind of coaches. You, ain't, you don't have to, you know, be so hands-on as the, as the head coach. Absolutely. absolutely. No, no, no question about that. Abs- absolutely. Um, it'll be interesting to see – what happens with with uh, him? Was he was sixty four. Okay, so that, that's not that that's not that bad at all. Sixty four is not that bad. I thought he was uh older older than that. Um, we can oh basketball real quick. The Clippers are eight zero without Blake Griffin. You make anything of that? I actually didn't, actually didn't know that. That's Ain't interesting. No. Is there anything to be made for that? No. I got I got to look I got to look at their schedule and see who they beat within that time because um. I didn't. I didn't know that. That was interesting. But I did. I did hear something last week that was also interesting. You know about you know regarding Blake Griffin is. I think it was might have been Brandon Jennings. He um put out a tweet. He was and he said, "If you think Blake Griffin is better than Draymond Green, you're crazy or something." So I'm like, whoa. I do. I might must be crazy. What say you? I must be crazy too. Oh, okay. I think he's crazy. No, no, no. And I said this. I said this to our friend TJ, who's not here. And TJ was like, former oh, host. Yeah. Um, I think Draymond's better than Blake Griffin too. I said, what? I said, yo, what is wrong with you guys? Is is Draymond really got the whole world yes. like? Yes. I'm like, do y'all watch these games, man? If Blake Griffin could set a screen and pop that open, like he. I'm like, they force feed, and I don't want to mean to talk bad about Draymond because Draymond's playing great. He's confident, and he's filling up the stat sheet. But if you're watching the games and you watch it from, you know, an, a knowledgeable eye, you can clearly see that they're really force feeding some of these stats to him. Like he passes up shots just to get an assist to tr- the triple-double win. You're not going to tell me any team going to face Golden State is thinking about Draymond Green. You, you you know what I mean? That they're saying the key to winning this game is stopping Draymond Green. That's not what they're saying. And to compare it on the contrast, Blake Griffin is on every scouting report. You know, Blake right. Griffin is a problem. Right. I ain't gonna go that far. I, they Draymond's on the radar now because he handles the ball a lot. You gotta account for Draymond, but it's not like you know, it's not like you know Blake Griffin like we're trying to double team him or anything like that. Blake Blake Griffin is is a top tier player. Yeah. And, and and he like. If here we, we we laugh and we joke and you say you know if we started to, you take Draymond Green off of that team and you put him on Utah or you know a team and you start with him you know anybody who's your first picking if we you know we do an all out draft and we say who are we starting nobody's picking Draymond to start their team with I can start a team with Blake Griffin right you know I can I have no problem starting a team with Blake Griffin and go and going from on there you you know what I mean I, I, go ahead but I feel like now like what you just said that I feel like now. A lot of people probably feel that way, where though they might feel like they can start their team with Draymond. And, oh, no, no doubt about it. And and it happens all the time. I.e., here we don't have to go any further than one name, Jawan Howard. Like there's all, every year, there's a guy 
who's a third option that somebody that the team falls in love with, and they try to make him a first option. They pay him like a first option, and then three years later down the road, when this team is paying this guy said thirty, forty million dollars, everybody acts like they have no recollection of that. Whether it's Rashard Lewis, whether it's Juwan, all the I mean, just insert name here. You know what I mean? Third option guy. People think that it's a first option guy, and you're like, that's not a first option guy. Did you see? Did you see? I just seen it yesterday. Somebody put it on Facebook. It was a back and forth tweets with Draymond and Whiteside. And, and Whiteside, Whiteside said, "Somebody's about to pay him like he's a franchise. Yeah, like no question. Somebody's about to somebody's about to uh, drop that uh, bag of money on him like he's Shaq. Watch. Yeah, I mean, he, but he's a big guy. He rebounds. You know, he can hit his free throws. He blocks he shots. Go ahead and build around that. Let me know how it works for you." But anyway, go ahead. They got to build around him. He's going to get paid. Absolutely. Yeah, I think he deserves to get paid. So he says, I don't, I don't remember word for word. I, it would take too long to try to pull it up. Um, he basically said, "You some more playing small ball? Can't play small ball with me or something like that? I wish you would put a six six guy on me, something like that." And Draymond was like, "Are you a score?" Question mark. And um, I don't got a problem with that. That's a good tweet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I, I can tell you one thing. I was right. about, if you didn't say that's what right. I was about to ask. Right. I was gonna. I was wondering. Right. I, said, I haven't watched many Heat games this right. year. Didn't know if he added something to the arsenal I wasn't right. aware of. But go ahead. It was a little more. It was a little more to it. He was like, "Are you a score or something, something?" Then, um, then Whiteside was like, "Take two dribbles, and all they're gonna do is try to bring a double team." Is this, this, and that? And then Draymond was like. Got eighty five million reasons for 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 something he said, and he was like, then Whiteside was like, talk about small or light. He said light double doubles, get your numbers up or something like that. And I was like, man, whoa, that was. That was he, so he tried. So he tried. He tried to insert his contract as a reason to bully Whiteside. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, Whiteside was just. I mean, I get. I get both ways, but I'm, I'm like after this year, then. <laughs> Oh, I probably more get more than 85 yeah, he'll million. Get more, he'll get yeah, more than 85 yeah. million, and somebody else will also be disappointed with their purchase. I mean, it happens every year, and it's 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 actually you sit back and you scratch your head about because these guys sign these contracts, and three years later, everybody's like, "Who the hell gave this guy this money?" And these teams are are trying. These guys end up as people. They're traded not even for their basketball ability, but just to get rid of their contract. People are like, "Yo, we got to get dude so and so's." Thirty million dollars off of our books, you know what I mean? And there's all these guys right here in the Nays making a fortune. Uh, Gortat, uh, Chris Humphreys was making thirteen million dollars. I mean, there's just so many guys, and you say, at one point in time, somebody thought this person, well, Chris Humphreys was a walking double double at one point. Yeah. Now he's the eighth man getting coaches' decisions on a bad basketball team. Yeah, you know what That's I mean? That's the coach, though. I the, think Chris could play, but even go Right, but I mean, the league is full of guys mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. who at one point in time somebody said, wow, this guy gets you 10 points and 10 rebounds in 30 minutes, you know, in 25 minutes. I bet you if we gave him, if we ran our offense through him and da-da-da-da, and he'd be like, wow, he still gets us the same 10 points and 8 rebounds, and now he's on our books for the next five years yeah. at $20 million a year. Yeah. I mean, you can, you can just look, go down the NBA roster and it's just – Matter of fact, the list of the every year when they come out, the list of the top ten play, highest paid players in the league, you're just and sometimes three names aren't even in the league anymore. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You look, you're just like, huh, Gilbert's still on the list, eh? You know what I mean? You're like yeah. Turkaloo still on the list, and you just look at names. Rashard Lewis still on the name. You're like, wow. And these guys are making a fortune. Yeah, that's the business. You know, and somebody thought that wow, these guys would would deserve it. They're not making more than owners. 
No, 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 no. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not talking about the number wise. I'm just talking about from the standpoint of this concept that people think these guys are franchise players, right. and and then they find out like, no, you're not even close to they, a franchise yeah, they over, player. They overpay players every year, and I, you know, I, I sit back and watch a lot of this stuff, and it's like, wow, really? I, I I feel like Whiteside. I mean, as big men, especially big men who's, you know, athletic and agile, can run and jump, and they 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 deserve to get paid. And this guy came from he's playing the last two years, you know, for a few hundred thousand. Basically, they've gotten their bargain. You know, all oh, for him. oh, absolutely. And and you know, Draymond. I thought Draymond, you know, was overpaid. And Draymond does do a lot because Draymond's not the seven footer shot blocker and all that and finisher down below like you know them guys is like the DeAndre Jordan and and like on Whiteside. But Whiteside can actually hit his free throws. He's DeAndre Jordan who can you know actually knock down a shot. But then it becomes like those guys are – I look at those guys as a – like rims, okay? Like if you have a nice car, rims look nice. Yeah. If you just don't even have a car and you buy rims, you look like an idiot. You, you know what I mean? So let's just say Tyson Chandler. The Mavericks don't win a title without Tyson Chandler. Tyson yeah. Chandler is the anchor. He's the defensive player of the year. Right. He allows Dirk to be at the three-point line. He's the heart. He's the – you know, everything. He looks great. Then you, the Knicks are like, yo, let's get some of that Tyson Chandler over here. Right. Max contract. And then it's just like, you know what Tyson Chandler looks like on a bad team? A guy just running up and down the court. Yeah. <laughs> you know, make, I mean, all of a sudden, 10 points and 10 rebounds and three, two blocks a game looks like a waste of time on a bad team. You know what I mean? It's like if you bring in Tyson Chandler and say, you know, on a good Dallas Mavericks team and say, all right, now we're ready to win a championship. Cool. When you start a team with Tyson Chandler, that's a team that's going absolutely nowhere. Yeah, but I don't think nobody's trying to start their team with a center not named DeMarcus Cousins. Yeah, no, 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 absolutely. But that's what I'm saying is that a lot of these guys are more luxuries than they are. There's really only a handful of guys you just say, you know, I'm starting my team with him, and this guy alone guarantees us that we'll be relevant. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And there's just a handful of guys like that, you know, LeBron or Chris Paul or something. You know, if I have this guy, we're at least relevant. Yeah. And, you know, but they're, they're just paying these other – and then the idea that Draymond Green's name is entering that conversation, is it, now that's where you start saying that's ridiculous. He, they he, <laughs> they talking about him like he's like top five right now. Absolutely. Which is I, – I, I'm baffled. I would love for him to go get his own team. He just took that exact word out of my mouth. I would love, I would love to see him go get his own team. And so we could just sit here and watch and, as they, and see who they pick with the first pick in the draft the following year. You know what I mean? Like, put him on the Sixers, and what do you think Draymond Green looks like? Yeah. You know what I mean? At one point in time, that's what they were saying. You know, I, you know, whatever the case may be. Um. Anyway, let's get let's get into this NFL. The interesting weekend that all the um road teams won. Yeah. And I think what you learn from that is that we had two division winners who won very bad divisions, and three. three I'm I'm not really. I feel like Minnesota deserves. Well, no, no, Minnesota's a good team. Yeah. I mean, I, I wasn't expecting them to win. All of them weren't. Uh, me personally, I picked all four games. Correct? Did you? Oh yeah. Well, I I think the only game. Only game I I think only game I should have missed was Green Bay. Right, which is I think it's everything. And let's let's start there because I got a very interesting take on that that I would like to. Say so. I don't know where the, where you want to start. You want to let you want to go first, DJ, or you want to start with A one, the actual Redskins fan. Um, I was gonna ask A one earlier, but I, I I said I'll wait to the show. Go ahead, ask any, him what you was asking. Blame any any blame anywhere? Yeah, let's start with A one. What do, what do you, what do you see from this? What are you taking? 
Um, I just saw it. I wish you could see my man's face. The pause, <laughs> the, the everything, like the emote, the the tension in the room. I'm, man, look like he's about to address some serious business here. Go ahead, bro. No, uh, honestly, um, like I, I, you and me were talking about it before, and um, I said that basically that game went the way I pretty much expected it to. Um, I just think that was a good team losing to a better team. Basically, I mean, it happens, you know. A good team. Yeah, I think the Redskins. I think they're right now. I think they're a good team. I, mean, I think they lost to a better team. I think Green Bay was a kind of a sleeping giant, you know, and I think they woke up against us, you know. So, so would you be surprised if Green Bay went out there and just went back to looking terrible next week? Um, I mean, it's all circumstantial, you know. Um, I mean, as we saw with, I guess, maybe three of the games this week, um, Pittsburgh didn't look that great. You know, it wasn't, that, it wasn't like a, a – we were calling them the greatest show on turf, you know, throughout mm-hmm. the season, and they – you know, eat that game out, you know. Um, Seattle didn't look, you know, spectacular this week. <laughs> They're playing um, in Antarctica. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like literally Antarctica. So, I mean, it, it, it just, I think it depends on the circumstances. But I thought going in, I thought Green Bay was a better team than us, and we lost to a team that was better than, better than us. I, don't, I mean, I, I didn't see any, I mean, I was worried about our defense going into that game. And well, that's what you thought was yeah, going to happen to defense? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Well, I, I didn't, I didn't. As, if I was a Redskins fan, I don't know who I would blame. Um, only, only, only play I do think was was huge was the Deshaun Jackson play, where he didn't try to stretch out and get the touchdown. And I thought if he scored right there, that kind of I feel like you know, they really kind of overhyped that in terms of he had the ball in his outside hand, which you're supposed to, because if you have it on your inside hand, and the guy knocks it out, okay. and, then, and then, then you know, so you taught to have the ball in your outside hand. And, I mean, a lot is made of that. Like, a lot of people, you know, were talking about it as if, like, he. it didn't look to me like the Cam Newton play where Cam was clearly jogging. Remember the one uh, weeks back when we yeah, were like, yeah. he clearly was jogging. Right. Like, I'm not going to say Deshaun Jackson was jogging or not attempting no, to get into the end zone. No, what he was, what he did was he wasn't jogging at all. He's running. Right. He's running fast. Well, he's running fast out of bounds. He didn't – if he, if he would have been willing to take – any kind of contact, he right. scores. Probably out for the game, he, too. He definitely <laughs> – like, I mean, like the ball in his outside hand, but right. you know you got to get to that pylon. Mm-hmm. And, he was, and all you got to do is touch the pylon with the all ball. All you got to do is touch the pylon. He didn't – he just wanted to run out of bounds. He could have tried to do any kind of jump or any kind of just go into the defender to try to score. And his effort to try to score there was absolutely horrible. And I'm still <laughs> thinking, okay, well – um, Morris is going to, you know, right. push it. Right. They don't got, score right You still there. got three plays yeah. from the, from the and, one inch and line. That was, and, you know, that, I felt like that was early, but that was, that, that was big. But overall, I mean, I thought, I thought you guys were – I picked you guys because I just thought you were playing at a much higher level than Green Bay at the time. I, I thought you were hot. I think they, they've been, you know, lucky, not been playing great. Their offensive line has been bad. Their receivers haven't been able to get open. Um and but I thought they, I, I mean I thought they came to play. I mean on, on defense too. I mean still you know they couldn't stop Reed. I mean I, I didn't I knew that, but for the most part I thought they came to play. Clay Matthews was everywhere, and um kind of what you said. I mean a good team. Well I just thought they were a better team. I don't want to call them good or you guys good. I just think they were the better team. 
I mean, we've said throughout the season we wouldn't be sh- even when they were losing to you know teams. We said we wouldn't be shocked if Green Bay would you, especially you. You said you wouldn't be surprised if Green Bay went to Carolina or Arizona and beat either one. Of, well, right, I think I, more yeah, Carolina. I said the same thing. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, like I wouldn't be shocked either way. Like if, when you have Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, back in his day. Well, or not, maybe not. Well, he didn't really do the playoffs, but when you have certain guys, Drew Brees. I don't like these Saints teams. They're terrible, but. As long as you got Drew Brees, you got a shot. You know what I mean? So I'm never going to say Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Drew Brees. I'm never going to say any of those guys, Ben Robinson. I'm never going to say they don't have a shot. I'm never going to say that. Because on any given one, those guys are capable of pulling seven touchdowns out their head. When you, when you got a guy who can throw seven touchdowns in one game and has done it, you, you always have a shot. So, I mean, I go ahead. Will you finish, A1? No, just yeah, basically what you're saying, what you were saying, um, when you have that Aaron Rodgers factor, I mean, kind of can go either way, you know. Um, I think it's more surprising when they score 10 points against Minnesota than it is when, like, them putting up 30-plus points against us. That's not surprising at all, you know. Yeah, but it's just looking at them games, it's like in, – in, Aaron, Aaron missed a few passes that game. But mm-hmm. I, I seen like three, maybe two or three maybe that he missed. One jumps those. out. And that he overthrew the guy by about a good ten yards, yeah. coming down the field, which I don't know if it would have been a touchdown, but it would have been a nice pickup. And he literally overthrew the guy by like ten yards. Ball landed. Was that, in the, first, was that in the first quarter? Yeah, yeah I mean the first it, quarter he looked bad in general. Yeah. yeah. But for, for the most part, though, when you know they rewinding these plays and they just highlighting all the receivers, these dudes are getting no separation. It takes for him to extend the play to you know get somebody going on a route that they wasn't already running to um you know to get first downs and even scoring he he was clever you know with the quick counts you know when y'all trying to substitute y'all defense and then you know the big guy can't get off the field he was he was really really clever with that and i think that definitely you know helped them out a lot here's what i make of this of, of this redskins thing okay and this just goes over for not just this one game because I, I was i was very shocked by what i saw um, on that day, watching all, I watched all the, I mean, you know, it's playoff time and the game starts at four. So you're talking about the amount of pregame coverage is like ridiculous. You know what I mean? I probably saw 10 hours of pregame shot, fell asleep, woke up and they were still talking about the game. It was just so, it was so, so much pregame coverage. And I was, I was really shocked by when I was watching the Fox crew and it was a unanimous stray hand, um, What's the what's the old quarterback's name? Steeler dude, uh, Bradshaw, um, Howie, and, and Jimmy Johnson all went across the board and said Redskins. I watched the ASBL, excuse me, the NFL countdown crew all say Redskins. And to me, what what I what I call that is magical. And what the reason I say magical is because you know what the how magic is performed is by obstacle illusion, is that you make everybody look over here to ignore what's going on over here. And I feel like these last seven weeks, the Redskins, these last six weeks, everybody had was staring at what Kirk Cousins did against the Bills, the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Bears, at home, and completely ignoring what he had done against any winning team. And at the end of the day, you say to yourself, how do you ignore the fact that a team, not a player, a team, has not beaten one good team. Like, what other sport do you ignore that? Do you just say, they, they, haven't done any, they haven't done this at all, but I now think they're going to do this. And 
I, I'm amazed that so many people would think that when you say they've played three teams with a winning record and lost to all three and lost, they now said their combined record, their combined point total against Aaron Rodgers, Cam Newton, and Tom Brady was 144 to 60. Excuse me, to 44. Okay, that is just beatings, like severe beatings all across the board. And for you to just ignore that, and what other profession would that happen that you would just ignore that every time somebody was on a big stage, they completely didn't perform? And then just say, like, what What are the professions? Because I asked, you go around and you say to yourself, everybody said, nobody picked the, the Texans to beat the Chiefs, right? That just sounded silly. But at the end of the day, the Texans have actually had two wins against a team with a winning record. Texans have nine wins just like uh, the Redskins do. But everybody says, nah, the Texans don't belong in the playoffs. They won a real bad division. But how do you ignore, how, why is it so easy to say the Texans don't belong in the playoffs? They won a real bad division. But, but it completely ignored that the Redskins won a really bad division. I don't think people know that at all. They said they say our, our division was the worst division of football, but I can't I can't take away from what Kirk Cousins has done just because you know now everybody comes up with all these ridiculous stats for every single nobody's he's won the most games with red shoes on like they got everything <laughs> these days and I can't if you you can only play against the teams you can play against he go out there against Chicago you need that game regardless of what the Chicago record is their protein. They underachieved just like, you know, a lot of other teams this year who were supposed to be good. He go out there, they win that game. They go out there, they beat they beat us, they beat Philly. They win the games that they're supposed to win. Mm-hmm. I don't care that they're against teams that, win? that didn't have a winning record. Yeah, because the thing any is. Any teams can beat a team with a winning record in any given day. The, the point is you say, and everybody says, you can only play who's on your schedule. That's correct, and that would be a valid argument. If you didn't have a chance to play against any winning teams. As we talked earlier on the other show, um, A1, and the same way I feel about Maryland basketball, if we go out here and we lose to Michigan State and and that's the only ranked team we play, we play two ranked teams and we lose to both of them, I cannot ignore that. I can't say, wow, you know, we, we only played two ranked teams and we lost to both of them, but I think we're the third best team in the country. You can't ignore that. Like, you, you just cannot ignore that. Again, I say to you, A1, and just try it in any other profession, okay? Let's just say we're in the service industry, A1, and that's what we've been in for, for years. We have a server who's knocking it out the park every Tuesday shift, every Thursday shift, during the day, and they're, they're hanging it in there. They work a Friday night shift, and they just can't handle it. Come back next week, they do amazing. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, lunch crowd, and they're doing really good. Then they work that Friday night crowd again two months later, and... Guess what happened? They can't handle the Friday night crowd. And then again, they win in all the midday awards. They, you know, they're doing really good with the lunch crowd, the Tuesday lunch. Nobody's drinking alcohol, but guess what? They sure can't handle that lunch crowd. And then he say, hey, man, they're the best server in the business. And I'm like, dude, I've seen you work a Friday night and you cannot handle it, period. I'm not going to ignore that. And you just try that. Any, and a salesperson, man, this guy, killing, he gets all the sales for the mom and pop shops. Can he, but when you put him in a room with a Verizon account, he can't close it. He can't, just name any profession. And you say, man, you know, this, this person can do X, Y, and Z. They can do all the easy stuff, but they can't do the hard stuff. You cannot ignore that. It just doesn't work in any profession. No more than I can say to you, DJ, man, this guy is really good at playing all the sorry schools. But when every time we play, if you know every time you play a ranked opponent, you lose. You're not going to be like, you can't ignore that. You just can't. MGD, them guys went out there and played football. Regardless of all the other stuff you just said, they played football. Kirk Cousins had 329, a touchdown, and no interceptions. Now, that record you should've put up two. there. Should have uh, two interceptions. That, That's what he should have had. He hit the dude that, square in his hands. That record against beat, not beating 
not beating um, winning teams, that's not the Redskins. That's just Kurt's record. That's just something they threw out there. So what do you want to not play Kurt when you play no. a winning team? No, he went out there. He didn't look bad at all. The Green Bay Packers beat the Redskins. That's all it was. It wasn't like he went out there. And I'm not like making Brian this about Hoyer. Kirk Cousins. Brian talk, Hoyer I'm went not... out there and, and 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 laid the biggest egg I've seen in a minute in playoffs. Kirk wasn't the, the reason they lost that game. So as far I'm as I'm not making records, this about Kirk Cousins, I'm just saying. But the, the, the record is Kirk Cousins hasn't beaten a winning team. No, no, I'm and, talking about the. I'm talking about the 2000. You're talking about the Redskins. You're talking about Kirk Cousins. I'm not talking about Kirk Cousins. I'm talking about the Redskins, the 2015 Redskins. They have not beaten. A team with a winning record. I'm not talking and that's about just Kirk a Cousins. team that Kirk Cousins has 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 been the quarterback of. Right. So I mean, he's just the quarterback of the team. I'm not making this about Kirk Cousins. Okay. I don't have any problem with Kirk Cousins. Okay. I'm not making this about Kirk Cousins. I'm making it about the Redskins. I'm not going to ignore the fact that the Redskins beat absolutely nobody, and then once again when they played somebody else, they lost and they got outplayed. I'm making it about the Redskins, not Kirk Cousins. I don't have any problem well, with Kirk sports, Cousins in sports. Like the the examples that you used. In sports, is 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 different because a bad team can beat a good team any day. Good teams cannot beat other good teams. It's just you can lose on any given day. These Absolutely. are the best players in the world at what they do, and sometimes things just happen. Yeah, and when Red you if every better. and every time that you get and and no other sport do you ignore that. If there was a boxer and you know he beat up he was thirteen to three, but every time he ever fought anybody who was any good. Nobody would be like, man, that's a really good boxer. He'd be like, no, he's not. He lost to so-and-so. He lost to so-and-so. And every time he but boxes can, anybody who's any good, he loses. But you can still be good and just not be as good as those guys. And, absolutely. And, and yes, I, I 100% agree with you there. And and that my point is, I do not think the Redskins nor the Texans are as good as these teams. Plain and simple. You know, I like, yeah. I mean, I like I when, when it comes down to it, when you look at it, it's these caliber of teams. And so you say uh, they definitely lost to a better team. And the concept is that that the Redskins are a good team. Again, I would have to say, show me. In the same way, I'm saying that my Maryland Terps basketball men's team, third in the country, you got to show me that. Like you don't just. I don't believe that you're just good because people say you're good and you don't beat anybody good. Like I, I don't. I don't understand that logic of not beating anybody good and you're just good. Well, when you when you when you're going off the eye test and coming into this game and you and you just looking at film and you seeing what the Redskins are doing and you seeing what Green Bay is doing or, or what they're not doing and you see this team has been clicking on all cylinders. They've been hot regardless of who is against. It's the games they play. Green Bay, it's the games they play. And you go into this game and you say that's why they was asking, which I thought this question was silly, who would you rather have Kirk Cousins mm-hmm. or Aaron Rodgers? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I thought that was silly. But at the same time, I'm like, man, these Redskins are playing. And Green Bay they just don't look good at all, and that's why you have all these these you no know, top people where this is their job picking the Redskins because going off what they see, these teams that the Redskins beat that weren't good teams, they they could have easily been good teams if, you know, like you say, we talk about the Giants losing six games in the last two minutes, but they could have easily won. Still went out there and lost to the Redskins, but went out there and you know could have beat the um, Panthers or um, New England. Is, is the, the sports and is 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 that close sometimes? The the amount of stock put in beating the Cowboys team that's not good that didn't win a one well only won one game without their starting quarterback. An Eagles team that played so bad their coach was fired. A Bears team that was that had not not missing but, their. But then top, look if they everything. go out if they go out and 
play these games and say they get blown out by this Bears team or blown out by this Cowboys team, then what do you say? Right. Then I say they're not good? Yeah. So, I mean, they beat them. I mean, so it's like there's 32 teams and nobody's saying they're like a top five team, but, I mean, they can be like a, a 10, 11, you know? I mean, you got to beat them teams they're an, too. They're an, they're an average team. Yeah, okay. They're an average team. Yeah. They're, 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 and, and to me, that's where it started getting – the lines around here were getting very blurred. No, I'd still say I'd still say they're a good team. They're just not a great team. So, what name a team that you think is good and a team that you think is average? Not naming the Redskins. I think the Texans and the Redskins are average teams. And who, so, who, who do you think is a good team but not a great team? A good team but not a great team. Minnesota. Yes, there's a good one. I think Minnesota's. I think Minnesota is a good team. But I don't think that Minnesota is good enough that they were going to win three games and then go to the Super Bowl. Like, no, I don't think that. So I think do you think if we had played Minnesota, you think we could have beat them? Minnesota at home? If the Redskins had played the Minnesota at, at, at uh, FedEx Field? I think Minnesota would have beat them. I, 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 think Minnesota, I, think go, I think Green Bay is a good team, but not a great team. Uh, I think that... Uh, I think the Jets are a good team, but not a great team. You know, there, there's teams that are good, and then there's teams that are great. It's not even, I, it's probably what a handful of teams you'd want to call great. I mean, three or four teams. But, I mean, I, I think going into this weekend, I was surprised how many people weren't thinking. I thought to myself, and I said it, that I think the Texans and the Redskins do not belong in the playoffs. And I think that this weekend showed it. Like you said, Brian Hoyer went out there and, what do you have? Four interceptions, and I mean, he looked terrible, and the Texans looked terrible. I mean, and 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 again, you ask yourself if you so if we didn't belong in the playoffs, who in the NFC should have taken our spot? I'd have rather seen the Cowboys. I'm excuse me, the um the Giants, six and ten. I just think they play better football. I mean, record wise, yes, I I get it, and that's not how football works. So obviously, the Redskins deserve to be there. If if an NFC team is granted a spot, an automatic bid to the tournament, then absolutely the Redskins deserve it because, you know, they won. But I do think that the, the Giants would have put up a better fight. I and, just, go ahead. I, I just don't think it's all, it's, it should be based on just they haven't they haven't beaten a, a winning team because there's winning teams who lose to losing teams, games mm-hmm. that they feel like they should win and they still go out there and lose them. And, you know, Redskins beat them losing teams that they were supposed to beat. I mean, they got nine wins. So you just want to ignore the fact that you every time you play a good team, you lose. Nah, because I mean, you're saying that means nothing. It, it depends on it. Just depends on how you're playing. Really, especially at playing if you're playing well going into the playoffs. And I think one season playing two of your losses were like, two of those losses against really good teams were the Panthers, who lost one game, the Patriots, and the Jets. The Jets are maybe the I mean Jets are maybe the only team I think that one paper you would say we should have a shot to beat them. But I mean losing to the Patriots and the Panthers, that's not like I mean I think next year we have the the um division leader schedule next year, so I think next year is when you judge that. See here, when you have a lot more we have like six playoff teams six playoff teams on our schedule next season. Here's the reason I say that, okay? And this is why I say I'd rather see the Giants. When you say we beat X, Y, and T, but we, you know, we're, we're, we're a team and we're contending for a title. And we beat X, Y, and Z team. My question to you is, do you expect to run into X, Y, and Z team in the playoffs? 
Do you think that you're going to play the Titans in the playoffs? Do you think it's going to, once you get to the playoffs, it's going to require three games minimum to win the Super Bowl. Do you expect to play three bad teams on your way to win the Super Bowl? No, you don't. Now I say the Giants, and I say the Giants played with the Patriots, played with them to the end. The Giants played with, you know, the Panthers to the end. These these are the teams that you're going to see in the playoffs. So I'd rather see them when they say, man, the playoffs are going to be the Patriots, the Panthers, the da-da-da-da-da-da-da, and you say, oh, yeah, we lost all of those teams. Then I don't want to see you there. You, You know what I mean? Like, it's a dance, and you didn't beat anybody at the dance, so there's no reason to think that when you get to the dance, anything is going to happen. When I see the Giants, I look at the Giants and I say, the Giants can play with the Patriots. They showed that. The Giants can play with the Panthers. They showed that. So, yes, I would rather see them. Because we didn't close them games. Right, but do and you follow my logic of thinking? No, nah, that that right there made, made, made great sense. I feel you on that. But I mean, I'm just saying that. Because it, we it just, lost to some bad teams, too, when we just didn't close the game. And the Redskins closed those games. You know, it, it's almost like if you would say, you know, if Bowie State got invited and said, man, we won all our games. And, like, we didn't beat anybody in the ACC tournament, in the ACC. I'm like, would you like to play in the ACC tournament? I'm like, yeah, I think we got a good shot to win. And like, How are you going to ignore the fact that you didn't beat anybody in the ACC? You know what I mean? And, like, that you can't beat anybody in the ACC. But, like, we played three ACC teams and lost to all of them by 30. You know, you'd be like, well, I don't need to see you in the ACC tournament then. Like, period. You know, that, that, that's just how that works to me. And I've seen what the Giants did and other teams out there that they actually play with them. But there's nothing that I saw in the 16 games season that made me say, hey, they can play with these teams that are going to be in the playoffs. There's another, you know, there's how many teams are going to play off? Eight? Six, 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 Four, six. Yeah, 12 teams going to the playoffs. Okay, now that means that there's 20 other teams out there. And there's 20 other teams out there. And you say, yes, we can beat any one of these 20 other teams. The question becomes, can you beat three of these 12? I doubt it. I seriously doubt you haven't beat any of them. There's no reason to think that you can. You won't know until you until you play. And then you go out there, and both of those teams that went out there, they looked exactly like they didn't belong in the playoffs. All right, so what about last season when, um, say, the Panthers went like seven, and they didn't have a winning record, went to the playoffs, and won a playoff game? I mean, it happens. It happens all the time. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I'm, again, that's why I said I'm not going off. Of, I'm not going off of the record. To me, it's not about the record. You said that Panthers team went seven to nine. My question is, I'd, I'd like to know, did they? Who did they play? Did those seven wins? If there was no seven, again, like I said, I'm using the Giants as a point here. I don't. Ha- if the Giants had made the playoffs this year, I would not have a problem with with picking them. And if, if Slim was sitting here saying, man, I think that we could have, you know, if, if, if they, we were having this conversation, it was reversed last week, and the Giants were in the playoff, and Slim sat here and said, I think that we can beat the Patriots, I think we can beat the Panthers, I can say to Slim, I see what you're seeing. I know what you're seeing. When you say it as a residence fan, my question to you is, what are you seeing? <laughs> that, that, that's how I look at it. So I'm not looking just solely at the records. I'm, like you said, Slim, I'm going off what I see with my own two eyes. And that's why I'm saying I've seen the Giants play with top-tier football teams and play it. And the same way, like I said, when we were doing the Maryland basketball team, I'm not going to ignore how we play against the top teams and just and just say put all my stock into what we do playing teams that aren't ranked. I, I mean, just to – I want to get away from this game, but just my logic behind picking the Redskins, and I'm sure as you know a lot of people's logic is, they just – at first, I thought they was a bad team. I thought they were going to be the last. The Packers? Last, no, Redskins. You thought I Redskins thought they were last in the division. Oh, you mean at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Okay, got you. And even, you know, as the season went on, I'm just like, you know, they're not that good. But then, especially when Deshaun came back and Jordan Reed started playing well, I'm like, they clicking right now. Mm-hmm. 
and you know they got momentum and they're confident and they're playing well. And then I'm looking at Green Bay. I'm like, man, Aaron Rodgers out here, man, running for his life. And, and Green Bay look bad. And Green Bay look bad. And they still squeaking out some victories because you know he's really good. But I'm like, they they look bad, and I can see the Redskins winning this game. Because the same, the same. Yeah, we can move on. But the same logic I look at, it and, I, and you just look at to me. I look at sir. I always look at what you have done when you've been in that arena, and it's so by the same logic. I'm looking at Green Bay, and if somebody says Are the, is Green Bay a um, a Super Bowl contender, I would say I, I. Aside from the fact that you put your certain amount of stock in Aaron Rodgers, I would definitely say I don't know what you're seeing to see that. You know, but before we move on from this game, what's next for you guys? What do you What do you want to do? For a um, couple few things that I do want to mention is that, and I don't know if you've noticed, has been brought to your attention, is that you go look at Jordan Reed's numbers once Deshaun Jackson came back, and before that, night and day. Jordan, what Deshaun Jackson does, and what Jordan Reed do together, that's a nice con. Like the Redskins have weapons. That's that's a when you with Deshaun Jackson stretching the field, who's you know it, it, with the be, he's the best deep threat in football, and what he does. And uh, next to next to uh, your man, you, uh, which you're, you're, you're Ted Ginn. Yeah, yeah. Ginn. Um, he's Ted Ginn with hands. Um, <laughs> but I mean, what 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 do you, what's next? What are you doing? You want to give this boy this money? I mean, I don't want to give him two hundred million or anything like that. He ain't coming cheap, bro. What's up, well, Kirk? Yeah. I mean, I'm willing right now. Yeah, I like what I see with Kirk right now. Yeah. So you, Kirk, I mean, even like eighty, eighty-five. I heard, yeah. I heard something like that. Like I mean, and the thing is, like. They always Tannehill talk about like eighty five, so he, he got to get what Tannehill got. They always talk about money, you know. But you look every year; these teams are firing coaches year after year, paying coaches from roster spots back in the day, and playing players that have been cut. I feel like money is never really an issue that fans should be concerned about. Um, because if Kirk doesn't work out, just like the way RG three didn't work out, they'll just get rid of him and bring somebody else in. You know. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, so the, financially, I'm not really too worried about that. Um, what I want to work on mo- mainly is our defense. Um, that was my big concern coming into this game. Um, we gave up a lot of points to some not so great teams this season, which is why I was really pessimistic about this game going in. So I think we need to get some playmakers on defense um, and just go out here next season and just see what happens, basically. From a fan standpoint, the money is just money. Okay, so it really doesn't matter about what the number is. Where the difference becomes about is what percentage of the salary cap that you're that you're consuming. So, who really cares what the number is because they're all just money. You know, they're just money numbers. Mm-hmm. But when it becomes where it is is when you say Joe Flacco gets 120 million. When you enter that category with Jake, with uh, excuse me, with Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning, those guys, when you're making that type of money, and that means other people aren't getting money. That means you need to be responsible for that amount of success. Absolutely, you, you know what I mean. So, yeah. like, you can pay Peyton Man at 120 million because guess, and, and and you have to let a, a, a you know let so and so walk. Mm-hmm. But guess what? Because Peyton Man is going to make Pierre Garcon and the next guy Reggie Wayne and all them. He can make that happen. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's going to turn. Hey, we're not going to have enough money to pay Edron. Now that's cool. He can, you know, Peyton Man can make an, another Edron or, or whatever the case may be. We're going to uh, be contenders. Yeah, yeah we're going to be contenders because we have Peyton Manning. And, and the same thing with Aaron Rodgers. You know, you say hey, we're going to give Aaron Rodgers money. Hey, we're not going to have enough money to pay Donald Driver and Greg Jennings. Well, we'll figure something else out. Well, you to know? answer that, I'm not 
comfortable with paying him and Rogers money now. So so that's what it becomes to because the same thing I was telling Ravens fans was like you gotta get Flacco his money. And Flacco got his money and a lot of, and nobody else got re signed. And Torrey Smith walked out that door, Anquan Bolden walked out those door, and defensive players walked out that door because Joe Flacco had all of his money. And the Falcons Ravens haven't been back to the playoffs since. You know what I mean? So it's yes, the money is just a number. It doesn't I mean, especially as a fan, it's irrelevant. Yeah. It's just you start saying, are you willing to commit 30% of your salary cap to this guy? And is he good enough to make up 30% of the responsibility on the team? Peyton Manning makes up 80% of the responsibility of the yeah. team. Mm-hmm. So it's no problem giving that man 30% of the money. That, mm-hmm. that just is what so does Tom Brady and so does Aaron Rodgers. Right. You know, and that that's where it comes into play. Yeah, so, I would, yeah, so to touch on that, I would really hope the Redskins wouldn't fall into that Flacco trap, basically. Um, given this, the, dude, like like you said, 30% of the contract, when it's like if it comes down to it and if uh, um, Jordan Reed gets hurt again and Garcon gets hurt, is he going to, you know, is it going to be like with uh, Brady where you can just throw almost anybody in there and Brady's going to make that up? Right. Or is it, well, Jordan Reed's not here, so this is why we're 6-10 and 10 or 5-11. and 11. Well, it's like that's not what we paid you for, you know? Amen. Absolutely. So, I mean, if we're going to pay you. I'd take Cousins over Flacco. Flacco got a Super Bowl ring. and He's he do got a Super Bowl ring, and I'll take Cousins over him any day. He's got a Super Bowl ring and a Super Bowl MVP. Yeah. He wasn't just on the team either, bro. Yeah, that that hey, dude got Super Bowl records. That's fine. Highest so quarter. take Cousins over him, I uh, promise you. Okay. Why you don't like Flacco? And I don't uh, even like him either. But I, I don't, I'm not going to disrespect just, that man I like just, that. I just don't. That ain't being disrespectful. I just don't think. I think he has a, a, a big arm he can throw the ball down the field. Yeah, I feel like you can't do what they did this year as like one of the highest paid QBs in the league. Say that again. Like the, the, the Ravens, when you're paying your quarterback, like you said, that much. Yeah. You can't go two and – what were they, two and three? You can't have two. I, granted, he got hurt, but you can't play the way they played. He's not that good. He yeah. was that. They didn't even believe. In I don't him. think you know. They didn't believe in him until he had that. He had that run. They should have lost the game to Denver. He threw a few balls down the field. They they win the game. I mean, they had a great great defense. I mean, and I mean, he did get a little hot making some plays, but he's hot. not that good of a quarterback. <laughs> he did have a good postseason. Dude, yeah, the dude was something retarded, like, like thirteen touchdowns yeah, 13 and no interceptions. Though, yeah. It's more than a little hot, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But yeah, I'm not a flag. A one remembers going back. I. I'm very much not a Flacco fan at all, right. but I mean that was one of the things that uh, you had to eat it. I mean, it wasn't there was no denying what was happening in front of your eyes. I mean, he beat was it like Brady, Roethlisberger, and then who else would they beat in the Super Bowl? Uh, Kaepernick or whatever the case may be. Like, I mean, he, and he wasn't just there. He wasn't just yeah. a game manager. He was no, he wasn't. And and, and it wasn't exactly like the team was loaded with offensive weapons either. I mean, his number one receiver was Torrey Smith, who's not a number one receiver. He's a fast, he's a fast guy. You ain't got to get the ball. You're going to stretch the defense. I just don't don't think he's that good. I think I, Kirk I'm with you, bro. Better throws than he does. I I'm, I don't think Flacco's that good either. Better decisions, I, better throws. I mean, he just got he just got a cannon. Yeah, that he that he does. Um, the other games. What what did you think of the weekend as a whole? Just in terms of the games. Well, my thought was, um, if I had known ahead of time how these games would turn out, I would have just watched the fourth quarter of each one. Because to me, the only game that really intrigued me was the Redskins-Packers was the Redskins Packers game. That's the only one yeah, that I said, you know, game. I wanted to make sure that I was... The, the Jets-Texans game had no intrigue to me whatsoever. And I think Houston, it lived up... Texans, Houston and Kansas City. Kansas, Kansas, what did I say? You said Jets. Jets. Okay, sorry. Houston and um, Kansas City, I had no desire to see that. 
Um, came on at the right time, Saturday at three thirty. Like I mean, it and it lived up to exactly what I thought. Like it was. I ain't thinking it'd be that bad. It'd I mean, nobody you could nobody could have thought Brian Horry would look like he never played quarterback before. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't expecting that. But I mean, again, the Texans won a terrible division. You know, you know what I mean. And um, I thought their defense, uh, the Chiefs, were the hottest team in football. Yeah. And the Texans are just happy to be there. I mean, you, you, you'd like to think that maybe since there's a home game, you know, maybe you could get something. I mean, like we always say, shutting a team out is, first of all, did you realize that they said it was Andy Reid's first career shutout? Not playoff shutout, hmm. career shutout. I, I rewound that three times, stared at it, yeah. and said that has to be almost mathematically impossible. Does that mean a lot to you? That a guy's coach? Shutouts are hard, I feel like. Yeah. Dude, you know how many years this guy's been coaching? At 16 games a year? He's won our division a lot of times. Rather, teams go three or seven don't make no difference. You don't have to shut a yeah. team out. No, no, no. But something that happened one time? Nah, that's not a big deal, man. Not a lot, wow. not a lot of teams. You might see some stats would be like, this team hasn't been shut out since 1922. Like, it don't just happen like that. <laughs> right. But, but first of all, the, for a long time there, that Eagles team dominated the NFC East. And there was a lot of bad NFC East teams in there. I think they won the division. With well, him and McNabb won the division title, like, what, like five years in a row or something like that? Something like that. I thought there had been some shutouts in there. Nah, man. Play, play a lot of uh, bad teams. But anyway, um, anything big about the Chiefs for you or just a bad team they played? Um, Chiefs has been on fire, man. And um, but I, I, Hoy was just so bad. Mm-hmm. You know that Chiefs I mean? defense is good, though, man. And um, that Chiefs defense is good. Very glad to see Eric Berry doing what he's doing. Yep. One thing that almost was funny in this game is the the JJ Watt where they try to um give him, give him the ball out of the shotgun, the most predictable thing in the world. But I was like, it, it kind of intrigued me a little bit. I'm like, I like to see JJ get this, man. They wasn't having it, man. They almost <laughs> took that man's whole leg out. <laughs> they don't get him out. Like, don't do that again. Yeah, absolutely. They went after his legs, and mm-hmm. he ended up still getting hurt anyway. Yep. But you know, what I mean, this game was this game was it was kind of terrible. <laughs> I mean, it started off. I mean, it started off with kick returns at the house, and it was just like downhill from there. And did you did you did you see um, the tweets from Ryan Mollett? No, what did he say? <laughs> Where is he? He's here, right? He was in Baltimore. He, he, Ryan Mollett was like, he said, "Oh man, I wish I had him in front of me." It's like three. It was like three tweets. He just was. He was saying, "Um, hey, one about I to pull it up. I wish I had me now." Really? Yeah, he was like, um, what else did he say? It was kind of. Something tells me they're like, nah. Like, right. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm didn't like, realize Ryan Mallett was, you know, Joe Montana. So y'all could have, y'all could have had something, but, you know, Baltimore, great situation. I bet y'all wish y'all had me now. It was like three tweets. It was pretty, it was pretty funny. I, was like, I think that's funny that he, you ask yourself, like, are you serious? Yeah, right. <laughs> Did you run that by anybody before? <laughs> like, who exactly are you? You know what I mean. This Baltimore situation is. What, uh, I know. I hope you don't think you're starting next year. Like, you're just Joe Flacco's backup now, bro. Like, you much rather if. Trust me, I'd much rather back up Brian Hoyer than Joe Flacco. Like, you know, you got a much better shot of seeing the field behind Brian Hoyer than you do seeing it uh, behind Joe Flacco. You know, my man, but the, the dude who posted it, he was like, um, he 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 was like, man, way to take the high road, Ryan Mallet. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. But I mean, I, but I, I, I mean, put yourself in this position too. Is like you, you, you brought there like teams. Teams wanted you, when, but you Slim, know, you in, in have way. to know you can't win that. No, I mean, like, you, I mean, like, like there's like no way, there's no way you come out uh, as no, the winner in that no, situation. No way you come out as the winner. When nah, you look at it like 
man, this supposed to be my team. And y'all, you know, first of all, I had to go in here and fight with Brian Hoyer for a spot. I'm supposed to be young, start my career, my breakout year. I got to fight for him for a spot. Then you give him the job, and he just was real immature about the whole thing. Every, yes, he was. Yes, he was. He was immature about it, but it's like, you feel like, I mean, believe me, I know I've been, you know, on the team. I'm like, are you really stunting the growth of your team playing these guys in front of me? Like, no, nope. serious. I don't think anybody has a problem with you thinking it. Yeah, you think that yeah, you think yeah. that there's not quarterback. You think that RG three doesn't sit here like, hmm, all right, Kirk Cousins, this is amazing. But what if RG three was like, if I started out, it never happened. Like, I mean, you'd have been like, are you serious? At least RG got his shot. You know what <laughs> I mean? Ronnie never got a real, real shot like that. It was never just you, his team. You can never come out and say that. No, you you, you'll no, never no, win no, that. No, you can't. No, <laughs> you know, know what I mean? I and, and it's like, like you said, you hit the nail around the head. You said like. All the things about him was that he was immature. So now you go and you put some good footage together and, and, and have a game. Yeah. Doesn't just like, oh, you know, maybe he's grown up a little bit. And be like, no. oh, nope, maybe not. You right. know what I mean? Right. Just like exactly. if you're a GM, be like, yeah, nah, nah. You know, it's almost like, nope, okay. Thought you'd turn the corner, but obviously not. Yep. You're still uh, a bitter kid out here talking about your ex, your ex, really. Right. Um, yeah, I thought that was a not a very interesting game, to put it nicely. Um, now, okay, still this Bengals game. Had everything you could look for at the end. At the end. Before that, it was... Uh, snooze fest. Yeah, snooze fest. That, absolutely. But um, what a bizarre ending. All the way around. I mean, all the way around. The Pac-Man, Joey... Po- I mean, if I had told you Joey, like Joey Porter got a game ball, you know what I mean? And it's just like, what? Like, he's still playing? Like, no. He's out on the field getting into fights, though, and, caused, and drawing 15-yard penalties. They gave him a game ball? Yep. Yeah. Wow. I mean, like, how crazy is that, right? I mean, his him coming on the field is, you know, he get the 15 yards and, you know, put him in position to kick a field goal. But it's like, really, he he, he should have been in trouble for coming out there. Yeah, coming out there is throwing out trouble, being who he, being who he is. Being who he is, yeah. And, and then on top of it, it's not like, it's like, oh, you know, a coach came in. First of all, it's not a coach. It's Joey Porter. You know, it's like he was out here like two years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is a divisional game. We played him. Several times, right. you know what I mean. Be like, this is not a, you know, this is not just a random position coach, yeah. and he's not out, and it's not, you know, oh, you know, Bob from accounting. This is this guy can't fend for himself. Like Joey Porter will bang Pac Man Jones out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, by all means, this is not, you know, him out there just taunting a a, a defenseless uh, positions coach. You, yeah. you know what I mean? So that that whole everything was just like, wow. Uh, Jeremy Hill, where do you blame this? Where, I mean, this. There's Jeremy Hill. There's Pac-Man. Where's this go? Marvin See, Lewis. What, what, for some reason, I don't. I think I was playing spades or something <laughs> during this game where where I watched it, but I just miss. I missed certain things happening in this game. Like I missed the Jeremy Hill fumble. Then I look up. I'm like, Yo, why is Landry Jones in the game? What happened to Ben? I was at work, so that's the same. I definitely looked up. And I right. saw Ben. And yeah. then I looked up and I saw Landry Jones. So that that I definitely right. missed. I'm like, what happened to Ben? Then I look back up at the last drop. Yo, there's Ben. And Craig, <laughs> same <laughs> like, thing. I said, because you know we don't have the sounds. So I'm not yeah. working. I hear it and I see Landry. I said, what happened to Ben? Oh man, he separated his shoulder. He out for the playoffs. I said, oh okay, go back to doing what I'm doing. Next day, oh fumble. Then I look up. Dude just told me Ben was out. <laughs> <I> look <laughs> season. Down, like, right. look, and I look up. I see the highlight of Ben leaving on the cart. He's leaving on the cart. The right. cart definitely means you're out for the year. Like that's what the cart means. Like right. people wave when you're on the cart. Like yo, just want to let you know my leg still works. Like I'm good. And right. I saw him on the cart. And then I look back up and I'm like, dude, right there looks like was, I, Ben. Ben, I go, yeah. Ben, and I said, what are these highlights from the first half or something? I said, nah, that's live. 
said, nah, because Ben's out. <laughs> like, they just told me was, out for the season. It was funny because, like, nobody in the house actually knew what was going on. Because we was, because first we see, was it like an interception or a fumble that was ran back for a touchdown where maybe somebody was down? It wasn't really a touchdown. So, first we see that. Then we look up and we see Pac-Man Jones arguing and fighting. We're like, yo, hold on, what happened? What is, I don't understand what's going on in this game. Did Pac-Man fight somebody? See Joey Porter on the field? I'm like, man. Jeremy Hill phone. It was a lot going on. Yeah. Ben comes back. I mean, Ben, I can tell you one thing. Let's. I, I was two, two things, more than one thing. Like Wilbon always says, more than one thing can be true. Ben is, hands down, one of the toughest players in NFL, probably in mm-hmm. NFL history, toughest yeah. guys, whatever. Yeah. On the other side of that, he's also one of the most dramatic people in the history of the sport. Like, I mean, he's – I've seen him leave on more carts and come back than anybody I can possibly – like, I, no, he's the only person I've ever seen leave on a cart and come back, and he's done it more than once. Like, how many times these same injuries you see these guys that go to the sideline and, you know, the damn near their legs falling off, and they're like, Coach, I still want to play. Well, I guess – You know, and like, he's like, no, let me get the cart. Ah, I can't feel a little bit better. Kind of like Dwayne Wade. Like, oh, you know what? It actually doesn't feel that bad. You know I guess what I mean? Paul like, Pierce wasn't on a cart. Paul Pierce, same thing, too. But he had to be carried by two and different dudes. Paul, like. with, the, with the hand on the inner thigh. Don't ever forget that. The, the guys carried him. But it's like certain people – Ben Ben goes for the the dramatics. He he wants you to know that he's big and tough and he's and he's hurting. You know, there's a lot of other guys out he there who are prove that. No, I mean it's so it's like hmm okay. And he came out there and you know you get beat by a guy who can't throw the ball more than fifty. He was literally just lobbing screen passes out there. But you know with with um with stuff like that though, especially nowadays, when you hurt, like it might not even be your choice. These teams, it's not. You know, with their insurance and they ain't trying to get sued. And <laughs> right. They're going to take all the precautions they can. No, lay down. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Especially with a guy like Ben. This car's coming. Mm-hmm. Now, I wouldn't, I ain't going to put him on the level with, with Paul and, and, um, and, Dwayne. and, and Dwayne. Like, <laughs> you know, you got his shoulder injury and you know, you come get the wheelchair. wheelchair. Right. <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> That joint is hilarious. That was, forever. That is hilarious. Forever. That's what I'm like, my top. I, I still remember when we did that show and we were going <laughs> on for hours about how funny that was. Like, that, that, <laughs> the both of them. come back, score 17 in the, in the quarter. Mm-hmm. After getting, after looking like he was shot. Yeah. After looking, literally looking like he was shot. And I'll never forget the Dwayne Wade thing when it, when the, the, his teammates' faces looking at him like, is this dude in a wheelchair, yo? <laughs> for his shoulder? Wheelchair for his shoulder. Wow. And you got Kobe, uh, torn ACL, hits his free throw and walks off the court. Right. And this dude right. needs a wheelchair exactly. for his shoulder. But uh, anyway, uh, great ending. Um, again, what 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 do you do with Marvin Lewis? Um, look, if I was Cincinnati, fire him. <laughs> we'll interview him. What the hell? We'll, oh, okay. We'll, okay. we'll okay. interview got him you, tomorrow. Got you. Got you. Got you. Now, we'll, matter of fact, we don't even need an interview. interview right. We'll just talk about whatever contract we're going to give him, and we'll take him. I, I agree that if you fire Marvin Lewis on Monday, he's working somewhere on Tuesday. Definitely. I mean, if it's it just he – didn't, he didn't go in there with his full team, you know, so you can't really – you can't really – it's hard to – it's hard to really judge. I mean but, – But that ending, do you see that, like, with the, the – with um, Pac-Man? Do you see that happening with, like, a Belichick-led team? No. The, you know uh, all, all of those flags, no. You wouldn't – you wouldn't be – you wouldn't have been able to – Belichick can't stop Pac-Man from trying to take up for no. his teammates. And what, what will happen is Pac-Man would not be on the team. Would not be on the team <laughs> no more <laughs> after the fact. But Pac-Man has been fairly quiet since. Very quiet. Very quiet. Very quiet. He's been, very true, yeah, and, yeah. and he's been playing his butt off very at quiet. the same time. He's been good. So, I mean, 
you know, you see you see a coach run on the field after one of your players. I mean, you're trying to take up for your guys. Them your brothers in there. You don't let you don't let nobody you know try to do nothing. Well, what about like the not so much the Pac Man? What but what about um? Burbank? Yeah. Burbank was being Burbank. I mean, I didn't. I I thought the the hit was exaggerated myself. I mean, he he laid him across the middle, and he didn't helmet the helmet. His shoulder grazed his helmet. It was nothing that big to me. Another good player. I take. I'll take both of them. It, I mean, but you think it's a coincidence that these things never seem to happen on Belichick's watch, and they always seem to happen on like it's almost like they they never happen in certain places. And they always happen at certain places. And then you ask yourself, like, is it really just a coincidence? You know, and, and it's kind of like when you have your kid and he's just like, is it always not? Your, is, you know, the parent, when you're telling him, like, mom, the teacher doesn't like me. He's just picking on me. And it's just like, it might be true to some extent. But, I mean, like, it can't always be somebody else's fault. I mean, I mean, they Belichick has a player in jail for, like, double murder. Yeah, but he didn't have no problems on the field. No, nah, he didn't. And they didn't. And Pac-Man didn't have any problems on the field until now either. I just think that when you look at certain teams, you look at like um, Rex Ryan's team, which seems to be every year, mm-hmm. by far leads the team and uh, leads the league in um, personal fouls mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And when it follows you from one team to another team, you have to say that well, something well, Rex, with you. Rex, Rex, Rex is a player's coach. You know, guys love him, love to play with him, play for him. He he kind of lets you be yourself and, and and be free. And that's you know, there's advantages and disadvantages to that. Okay, so let's go. Let's let's transfer it to you. So, if you know, correct me if I'm wrong. There's certain coaches that you know they're gonna tolerate it, and there's certain coaches you know that ain't fine. Yeah. Like if you uh, maybe you're playing for George Carl, and a ref says something to you, you disagree, and you say, "Man, who cares if I get a tech?" You know, George Carl ain't gonna trip off of it, yeah. and then now you're on pop, and you be like, "Yeah, pop already has a rule. You get a tech, like you don't play. Period." So, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. you, you just not you know, zip it. You just know it. Like, right. and, and, and so, you yourself, you're the same person, yeah. but you just, in the back of your head, you know, like, yeah, Pop ain't going for that. Yeah. You know, like, George Carl might not be going, might, might be going for it. And these are just names, I'm saying. You know what I mean? So, you no, put good it Good examples. You, know you ever had a situation where, like, you have a, a mother and a father, and you know what you can get away with right. your mother, and you, you know, know your you father's can. not going for it, yeah. or vice versa. Exactly. Yeah. So you like think you said, it, you're the same person, but you know dad's not going right. for that. Right. So, you say to yourself, like, man... Marvin, un- you say to yourself, Pac-Man's thinking like, Marvin, one of us, he a player coach. He know it ain't that big. He know I can give him the I'm sticking up for my brother speech, and he's cool with that. And you know, Belichick don't give a damn who you're sticking up for. Yeah. Well, he, sorry, you and your brother are now looking for new, you know, a place yeah. to go. Yeah. And, and you know what I mean? And it's just like. I, I, I think there should be some kind of, you know, medium between that because, you know, I think, you know, Belichick, you know, doing that and benching guys, and I know he got a system, and I feel like anybody could just plug in. But you know, you can let let go of some good players, and I have some good players, you know, based on that. And yeah, every time you get the, the baby goes out with the um, bath water. water. Yeah, but but when you when you talking about taking up for your brothers, it ain't like you just out there just taking off your helmet, throwing that guys, and just being you know that stupid. You're trying to take up for your brothers, or you trying to play hard. And that ain't, ain't nothing really wrong with that, you know. Like you know, a few offsides penalties. I mean, sometimes you know the quarterbacks trick you. And like, say for instance, like 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 in Cincinnati, even in the NBA, what, what like what Kenya would do sometimes is he'll get goaltending calls, and they'll be close. But it's like that put he knew that put fear mm-hmm. and coach do that put fear in guys mm-hmm. with driving down there. So yeah, pops might not be okay with no. You're giving away two right. points. Mm-hmm. Not, right. You're not having that. Right. But 
other coaches know, nah, they not trying to come down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, I I think that there's, I do I, absolutely. I, we're saying the same thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that there's, I think that there's certain people you just say, you know, not going for. It. And yeah. you know, like Belichick's thing is, you fumble. Yeah. You don't play. Yeah. Adrian Peterson or you, it doesn't right. matter who you are. You right. put that ball on the carpet. Right. Thanks for you can push you can hand your helmet to somebody else because right. you won't be playing and, and we'll put an offensive lineman in there before you see we're just gonna keep going down until mm-hmm. anybody fumbles, you sit down. Mm-hmm. And then I think that that preaches now sometimes you end up looking with having a guy that you said is your best running back finishes the game on the bench. But you know, in that in that situation it becomes the baby goes out with the bathwater. But you but make no mistake about it, everybody on that team knows. You fumble, there's going to be consequences. And likewise, you know, you pick up a 15-yard penalty, whoever you are, mm-hmm. it's going to be consequences for it. Yeah. And that's the thing that you always tell me about Popovich is that he was hardest on Duncan and, and, um, and Tony Parker about yes. the, cer- the certain things and that whether they messed up, they was getting it too. Absolutely. So then you knew at that point that if Tim Duncan going to have to run, I damn sure going to have you know what I mean? Yeah. So And it leaves little room for error. And I think that those, and I think those type of things, you know, they're not make or break, but there's something to be said for it. Yeah, I know. And, like, it's funny because my, my first game back playing against Denver in Denver when I was with the Spurs, and and I, I was just getting to San Antonio and all the, I'm knowing all the rules. they like, do not let anybody drive metal. Whatever you don't – if you don't remember nothing else, <laughs> do not let them drive metal. <laughs> right, right, right. So, um, you know, I get in the game. I'm checking um, Allen Iverson. And I've – Everybody who played on my team know I've always been good at checking out an option. So, but I'm listening to their rules, right? I jump on, you know, I send them baseline, which is, if it, if it was up to me, I'd have sent them left to the middle. But I, I was listening to them, send them baseline. He goes baseline, lays the ball up. So, um, I get took out the game. And, um, and Robert, I think it's Robert Oy, he was, he was like, man, I know they wanted you to send them baseline, right? I was like, yeah, man, I can know how to check them, but I'm just going by y'all rules. But, and Pops ain't get mad at me or nothing like that, but, you know what I mean, I, obviously, because I didn't let him go middle, but it's just like, you know, just certain stuff, you know, there's no there's no margin for error with some of these coaches. Yeah, and I remember when we used to watch, and that was Pat Riley's thing with Mike Beasley, it would be like, Mike had 13 points, and then his guy missed backdoor cut, boom, yeah. sit down, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And you're not playing the rest of the game, yeah. period. Like, yeah. if you had 50 at the half, like, right. you're giving up that backdoor cut, yep. not happening. You're not yep. seeing the floor again for the right. rest and, of the night. And, and, but it really takes a uh, – you got to be a successful mm-hmm. kind of coach, like, because any coach just can't do that. Right. You'll you'll be getting that call from upstairs. What are you doing? Right. No, absolutely. He's our best player. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he, he missed a, you know, a rotation. So what? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what no, absolutely. <laughs> No, absolutely. No, I agree with you there. I definitely agree with you there. Um, that was just an interesting game all the way around. And the Steelers, I almost texted you before the game, A1, and I, and I felt like I wanted to switch back to the Steelers. And then I was, I'm mean, excuse me, back to the Bengals. And then when they're up, the game is pretty much sewn up. I'm like, man, I knew I should have picked the Bengals. I knew I should have picked the Bengals. Because I, I just felt like so much was made of the Marvin Lewis stuff. So much was made of how they – you know, they never win and da da da. And I was just like, man, it's got to be their time. And the, and the Bengals are more than just Andy Dalton. This isn't a Aaron Rodgers, right. Packers sort of situation. Right. Like, Bengals are a good team with right. a lot of good pieces. And A.J. McCarron's not Brian Hoy. He wasn't terrible. You know no. what I mean? And it's like. I couldn't pick him up a bit, though. No, hell so no. Soon as I say Landry, I was like, dang. No, but it, but it, it was like, I'm not going to say that the difference between Andy Dalton and A.J. McCarron with, behind the same team with the same weapons is making you be like, oh, no, they don't stand a chance at all. You know what I mean? Like, the Bengals are a good team. 
And AJ McCarron, I, I figured he could be a game manager. There's a lot of weapons there. Yeah. Um, and he played good enough to win it. The Jeremy Hill thing, I don't stuff like that. You know, you, you as a fan, you sit back and you watch, and you feel for those type of dudes, man, because yeah. you know, you call shit. Adrian Peterson, same situation, you yeah. know. And and Adrian's gotten um, because he's a phenomenal player, but this isn't first, second, or the third time Adrian's put the ball on the ground in a. In, no. in a big spot. No, and they and they talk about it. I mean, when you when you run like that, you fighting for yards. That's what happens. Absolutely. That was uh, as a Bucks fan, we knew that from Legarrette Blunt that Legarrette Blunt was trying to run over yeah. everything moving, and the tenth guy he would hit while he while four guys were on his back, and one would just come in and take the ball out of his hands. You know what I mean? You say, "Well, that was a hell of a twenty-seven yard run you had," except for the fact that you put the ball on the ground <laughs> at, the, at the end of it. You, you know what I mean? And um, that stuff hard, man. You watch. I'll be watching them games. I'll be like, me personally, I don't feel like a dude don't fumble the ball every time. I'm like, man, these dudes, be you just trying to run. They keeping you up from falling, and everybody just grabbing and pulling at the ball. And these, and these are, are some strong, strong dudes. Yeah, yes, strong than you. Yeah, absolutely. Time I'm like, man, I would fumble every, every time. Curve. No, I'm with yeah. you on that, bro. I am that. I am with you on that. When you see one linebacker holding you up and another. 250 pound right. guy whose arms right. look like Popeye right. pulling at this object with both hands. Right. You know what I mean? You say, Goodness gracious. You see somebody like Cam uh, Chancellor coming through punching the ball. Like, yeah. how could you possibly hold on to a ball that Cam Chancellor punched? Right. right. Uh, that's, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, that's, 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 that's a pretty hard thing to do. But, um, you know, you see these things and, uh, and then even, uh, I don't know. That, that, that was just interesting. I think the Bengals actually outplayed the Steelers and deserved to win that game. It, it's just unfortunate that it played out like that with the back-to-back 15-yard penalties, and then you you know you kicking the field goal, and you hate to see a game decided like that. Yeah. And, and and if I'm the Bengals and Marvin Lewis, that's you know it's here we go again. You know what I mean? We're starting all over again next year with all and but the Bengals have reached that point where I don't even give a damn if they go 16 or no next year. You know, like dude, you got to win a playoff game before any. It, they could break every single record, regular season record next year, and this is like. All anybody wants to see you do is win a playoff game. You know, would you rather right now? Um, would you rather be a Bengals fan or a Bucks fan? Bengals like fan, you, yeah. If you, I think if anybody could take my team Absolutely. going to the playoffs every year and just going out first round, they take it. And I think, and I think a lot of is is lost in that. And and it was the thing in San Diego with uh, was it Schottenheimer, and and a lot of times it becomes you know. I think a lot of people forget that. You know what I mean? When Schottenheimer was winning 13 and 12 and 14 games out there, and, oh, well, we never win the playoff. We ain't doing nothing now. You know what I mean? And, and you ask yourselves, and it's a perfect question, would you rather be a Bengals fan? I'd much rather be a Bengals fan. You know, I mean, 12 weeks out of this year, I would have been happy. Right. You, you know what I mean? <laughs> and probably 10 weeks the year before, and probably 10 weeks next year, and probably 10 weeks the year after that. Like, that, yes, I'd much rather do that than, than be going out here and going 4 and 12. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, and, and I think a lot of that, unless you're in maybe a Steelers or New England, but that's only reason, like, Patri- like unless you're the Steelers or the Patriots or one of those teams where it's like, what what tradition, or the 49ers, you know, that's, uh, 49ers fans can be like, yo, this is unacceptable, you know, like, that's not what we do. But teams like the Bengals, the Browns, the Bucks, are you serious? Like, huh? This guy, trust me, Marvin Lewis loses, that leaves. I think you got a lot, they go right back to being the sorry, um, the sorry Bengals. No question. Trust me. When I was in since school in Cincinnati, uh, we were by far the best thing in town. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. so it's so it's just like <laughs> you know, you ask yourself, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm lost at why uh why you would think that. So no, I think that's a great question. 
They do. I think that's a great question. Yeah. Much rather be a uh, Bengals fan than be a Bucks fan. You're absolutely right about that. Seahawks game, Vikings game. All I can say, man, is I don't even know if that's humanly right to have those people out there in that type of temperature. And amaze how many of those dudes are really running around out there with no sleeves on. I've seen Cam out there doing an interview 30 minutes after the game still standing. I'm like, absolutely not. We're doing this interview in the locker room. Like, why I'm just standing here while you interview other people at that, too? And you're just like, goodness gracious, you're just standing out there. One of the was one of the um, white forecast uh, players. Ear was bright red. And I'm thinking in my head, like, that doesn't even look safe. You know what I mean, like, that, that's, just, that's, that's wild that they have that, uh, that you have to play in a game like that. And I think what happens when you have a game like that, there you go, 10-9. 10-9 yeah. a 27-yard field goal. How bad do you feel for Blair Walsh? Man, I feel I feel I feel worse for Bridgewater and um, and AP and Zimmerman because I mean, well, Bridgewater they he drove them down the field to put them in position to win that game. He threw a big pass to um to um, Rudolph and the, the same big play that Cam made making um AP fumble. He gave up, you know, couldn't tackle Rudolph from going after the interception. And put them in field goal position, and it was looking like you know that was going to be the story, right there. And him, to, you should be able to make that field goal with your eyes closed. Honestly, that's what you do. might be what he was trying to do. <laughs> I mean, but that's just how football goes, though, right? I mean, every time it's every time they say this guy has never missed a kick from here, you know, he's a hundred out of a hundred from here. This is a gimme. Thank you. You can always count it. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it never fails. Did you hear the numbers on? Oh, yeah. All the numbers. I mean, they, they just kept coming. Every day there was a different stat up. This is the shortest kick in history to ever miss a game winning. You know what I mean? Just like, they just kept coming up with it. It was like 90 191 kicks that out of made 93. Like 198. Yeah. It's like three times. Yeah. Like, that's, that's how the um, Vikings lost. Remember when the Vikings yeah, lost? Absolutely. Like 15 Gary and 1. Yep. Gary First Anderson. missed field goal of the season yep. in the championship game. Absolutely. To that. And that's why we were forced to have that terrible Super Bowl. That was supposed to be the best Super Bowl. We were supposed to have that Vikings team versus that, Bron- 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 that Broncos team. Instead, we got that one-trick pony, dirty bird foolishness. Where are they now, Jamal Anderson? That was – they're 30 for 30. I'm sure that'll be coming out soon. That was – I hate when that happens, man. I hate when you guys did that, the Giants, when you guys ruined that – that other Vikings team with that 41 nothing stuff, and then we were forced to watch you and the Ravens in the Super Bowl? you got to be kidding me, bro. We had Randy <laughs> Moss, Chris Carter. I mean, yeah, exactly. We traded Randall Cunningham, Randy Moss, Chris uh, Chris Carter, Jake Reed, all of that to watch the Giants and the Ravens in a Super Bowl, dude. Oh. That might be why I hate the Ravens now. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that was that hurt, man. That hurt. I still remember that. 41 nothing. Mm. Um. Yeah, that, that, that sums up those three. Did, anything you want to say about that Vikings Seahawks game? It was just unfortunate. I mean, I, I'm glad. I'm glad the Seahawks are moving on, but I feel bad because the Vikings deserve to win. You make anything of this whole Marshawn Lynch thing? Like, just like an hour before the plane leaves, he's like, "Yeah, I'm not coming. I'm there's, not healthy." There's a little. Oh, the whole week. It is a little weird, right? I don't know. I mean, I don't see. Like, like if he wasn't taking first team snaps all week, then maybe it's something. But what could have happened between after practice when coach said he's ready to go? I mean, I heard Pete Curl explain it. He said, you know, he's feeling good. He's making progress all week in practice. He looked good. Then once I had it, once I interviewed with you guys and said he was ready to go, he looks fine. He said he went back to his locker and he just he said he just wasn't feeling it. 
That doesn't sound odd to you? It does sound. It does sound. <laughs> like, it does sound it's like somebody trying to prove a point. Coach, man, y'all go ahead without me, man. Huh? Yeah. Like, I mean, what do you mean, go ahead without me? Like, uh, just not feeling it. You're not what? Not feeling it. Not even, like, because it, it's not even the, like, when you say I'm not traveling with the team, like, that's, yeah. you know, if you're not feeling you know how many, there's people who barely can walk, they're like, I'll give it a try in the morning. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? We hear all the time about people testing, I'm going to test it out in the morning. So people who are not even close to being able to play always saying, I'll test it out in the morning and see how, but for some reason, I can, for you to just be like, not feeling it today, and I already know I'm not going to be feeling it tomorrow. If he, was, like, if he was going to Arizona and play, trust me, he's getting on that plane. Going up to Minnesota in them in them degrees yeah, and yeah. not playing, yeah, he's like, nah. He's probably like, yeah, not I'm feeling okay. it. I'm from California. Yeah. Oh, oh, um, I'm not going to not playing. You know, you'll be able to warm up while you're playing. You're adrenaline. You're not going to be sitting on the side in minus six degree weather just cheering for your team. As, now, now, if you're the team, if you're his teammate and you practice with a dude all week long and he's looking good and he's – Back to Marshawn, you guys are joking about you being back. And then he says, go ahead, bro. Aren't you like, uh, no, I'm not feeling it. Uh, so you're going to – not even going. <laughs> like, I'm not going with you at all. Right. Not flying with the team. Not right. going to be there. Aren't you kind of like, yo, damn, dude, like playoffs? Like, we I need this to win? I late on stuff like this because you just, you just never know. Like, the last play of practice, he could have tweaked something. Like, it's just – you. You kind of, you kind of never. You could have been walking back from the the field to the locker room and just step wrong and be like, "Damn!" But see, that's the thing is that nobody even said that though. Like yeah. that, we we hear all the time when people make that up, and it's not even true. Like you know, it seems like they almost made up RG 3s whole concussion thing. Yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, he got hurt in one of them plays. I don't remember which one. And we hear all the time about people making up injuries, and it's like they didn't even give you that though. They didn't even say like, "Oh, you know, he tweaked something," and you know, he's not. They were just. Like you said, Pete Carroll was just like, I have no idea what happened. Have you ever heard of somebody just saying, um, especially a team who's trying to win the Super Bowl, they go every year. He's just like um, their best, you know, their running back who's been, you know, their juggernaut for yeah. years, just out of nowhere and be like, yeah, I'm not going to play this game. I'm just going to stay here. I feel like there's there got to be something. There's definitely something. And, and, and you know, obviously the, the, the media jump is to go all the way back to last year. I would hate to really think that, He's still concerned about what happened almost a year ago. You know what I mean? But you never know. Yeah. You know, I was, and all year long it's kind of felt like something just was off and not right. And the media's been up on it all year long just saying, you know, like something just doesn't seem right out there. And, you know, Seattle, they finally looked like they started clicking at the end of the year. But And, and mind you, he wasn't around for any of that. But it, it just everything just kind of seemed off over there. And I, I don't – you're not – I think that that – that's interesting. It'd be interesting to see what happens going forward now. And what if you play, you know, that's just weird. I, the thing is, at the end of the day, we'll all, it all comes out. might be years from now, yeah. but we'll find out what it is. And, and I doubt it's just he wasn't feeling it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, let's go into the, to the, to the next week's games then. Um, going forward. We got Kansas City and New England. I think the game's starting to get better now. Now that we've got rid of the pretenders, Kansas City at New England. All, all things say, like you'd be a fool to bet against New England and Tom Brady, right? <laughs> yeah, but I can see him losing. Absolutely, but uh, uh, right. So here's the side of it, right? You'd be a fool to bet against Tom Brady and New England at home. I think his record at home in the playoffs is 19 and three, right? So obviously that means it doesn't happen often. Uh, uh often. But I also feel like you'd be a fool to ignore 
what they look like the last yeah. month of the season. Yeah. That being said, I'll still go to New England. Is um is Edelman playing? From my understanding, both of them are playing. Okay. Edelman and Amendola. Okay. Edelman hasn't played in probably like eight weeks now. Yeah. He's been out. The, he did his whole. He's full time. I like what I'm saying from Kansas City. Yeah, man. Like there's a lot to like. Say, just you know, just logic just don't tell you that you just can't go against New England at home. But if there's any time to go with against New England, New England at home would be right now. With a buy too, though. Yeah. I'd love to. I'd like to see that stat. I bet it is. I bet you that record even goes up. You know, when you start talking about what New England's record is off of a bye week before, you give New, you give Belichick two weeks to perform to prepare for somebody. You're not going to tell me that with two weeks to prepare and Tom Brady and Belichick, and if he gets these two weapons back. You know what? I, hold on. How's Macklin? I think Macklin is out. I, I know they said they expect, they thought he had serious injury. Yeah, but then no, nah, he thought it was. He thought it because he was crying like he tore something, and they said it was it was a um a sprain. Oh my man, accusing Macklin of being soft. Yeah, my man said he was crying like he tore something. That's what it looked like. But then, but then he said, turns out he just twisted his ankle. Nah, I get it. <laughs> man, he probably was you know disappointing. You know, right, right. Nah, nah. I'm just playoffs with you. and they making a run. I mean, he was crying. Mild, mild high ankle sprain. So yeah. he's day to day. I, I want to pick Kansas City. I do. I do want to pick Kansas City. And I, and I fully understand why you do. I fully understand why you do. But I, 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 it's one of those things where you just say, put your, save money. That's all I'm doing. Yeah. Just playing with yeah. the save money. That's all That's yeah. all I'm saying. I, yeah, I'm going to go I'm gonna go New England. You know, if, if uh, that, that's the only reason I can say. It's just playing safe and just yeah. saying that, that that's what New England does. And like I said, off for two weeks and getting those guys back, I would feel – I would feel a lot better if um, their running back situation is, is really bad. Like, I know what you say, and I agree with, you know, but Blunt and Lewis, those guys are actually were talented guys. The guy they got back there running the ball now is, yeah. dude's like a full, he's like a tight end. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you're just watching this dude, you're like, I mean, you know, I don't know, maybe they'll just go with, maybe they'll just go with no running back at all, See, which wouldn't shock any of us if they were just like, you know what, we're not going to have a running back this game. I don't put a lot of stock in that with New England. Yeah, they got Steven Jackson, so. Or is that who you're talking yeah. about? No, no, I wasn't. He, he was, oh. You're right. I forgot about him. He was even worse than, yeah. Steven Jackson hasn't gone anywhere in years. Yeah. yeah absolutely. And they probably start Steven Jackson. Probably. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I forgot all about that dude. I think he got like 17 carries for like 30 yards. Yeah, they'll probably start Steven Jackson. Wow. I, that's, that's wild. Give me New England, though. All right. Pittsburgh at Denver. So many um, question marks all over Pittsburgh. From my understanding, Antonio Brown is. They said Ben looks like he's going to go. It's so that Antonio Brown's not going to play. Yeah, that's huge. That is I, huge. I'm going to pick Denver. I'm going to pick Denver too. I'm going to pick Denver. Uh, Pittsburgh's beat up. Uh, Denver's got two weeks off. Peyton Manning, I think he should should be prepared and ready to go. I mean, it's been a long time, and I, if if he ain't healthy now, he's never going to be healthy. I mean, yeah. it's been a long time. And I, I feel much better with Peyton Man than I do with the uh, with the other dude. I'll go with Denver. And can we look for just jump ahead and look forward to another Brady Brady, Brady man. championship game? That it's it's something that we'll be telling your grandkids about. And it's like I hope people just realize what we're seeing. 
You know what I mean? That Will's 30 years from now will be saying that two of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. We got to watch them play they, you know, they damn near year lose. in, year out. They both can lose. So Absolutely. I want to go. Let's, can we not go there yet? Like, why do we, why do we even go there? <laughs> let, let We win. We had Touché. this conversation next Touché. week. Touche. 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 We could tell our Foreshadowing. Yeah. Yeah. Foreshadowing. Yeah. I mean, even aside, even if they don't play again, we, we are still seeing two of the greatest quarterbacks, and they've met a lot of times yeah. in the playoffs. It seemed like they met almost every year. And – and uh, you know that's I don't I'm not so sure you're going to be guaranteed to see that you know what I mean like yeah. again I mean uh, two years ago they were probably telling us oh we're going to be seeing Andrew Luck and Audrey three battling it out for years and <laughs> we, we, we could we could be seeing uh, Alex Smith and Ben Roethlisberger very much very yeah yeah absolutely Seattle at Carolina Carolina I don't even think Seattle. Yeah. Oh, no, Carolina. Just give me Carolina. I was gonna say uh, Seattle's lucky to be there. Yeah, yeah. They, <laughs> I mean, they are, but but we you did say yourself they was playing in Antarctica. Mm-hmm. Now they were. There's definitely something like I I I think that that um there's something to be said for that. I'll pick I'll pick Seattle. Really? Yeah. Is that more about Seattle or more about Carolina? More about Seattle. Or is it more about Ted Ginn? You don't believe in Ginn. I definitely believe in Ginn. <laughs> you don't believe I in Ginn. I definitely believe in Ginn. Trust me. So you say it's more about Seattle? It's more about Seattle. Yeah, Seattle. I mean, Seattle can get these. Can can can, can get Carolina. I think might maybe surprise them at first. I don't think they do enough. Hey, bro. I'm. I was the last person to get on the. That yeah. They're good enough to to do it uh, bandwagon. So now that I'm on. I'm not gonna get off already. You know what I mean? Nah, <laughs> like, I got on too. I, I was I'm the, I'm, I'm the last person to get on. Like literally the last person to get on. A one kept asking me, "When are you gonna leave?" And it it took way into the end. And I got on yeah. like week fourteen. So I'm not gonna get off now. I'm not gonna get off at the first stop. So I, I'll go with Carolina. Yeah, just. I but the thing is, I'm. I hear you, bro. Seattle's been there, done that, man. I, I hear you, bro. I 100% hear you. I just got on this train, and I'm, it's not time for me to. I can't get off on the first stop. But I 100% agree with you. Seattle is. Tested, uh, you know they've been to back-to-back Super Bowls now, yeah. and Carolina. To go with the argument I was making earlier, Carolina got to show me something. Yeah. yeah, you know they they, they show me something to win this week, and I'll say okay. Now if like if Seattle went out there and knocked Carolina off, would I be <gasps> shocked? No, not in the least bit. Not in the least bit. I would say Cinderella is midnight. You know what I mean? Time time to come home. Yeah, that, that that's that's what that would be. Is that the last one? That's not the last no, one, is Green, it? No, Green Bay at Arizona. I think Arizona beats them pretty bad, too. They just played them not too long ago in Arizona. They just beat them pretty beat the bad. I don't know. If, them, yeah. I, would, I would think they wouldn't let them beat them that bad. Arizona is a good team. Arizona man. is a good team. I mean, and they are missing all-pro safety and Honey Badger. But they, I mean, they got out there Aaron Rodgers something horrible. Yes, like, they I never seen. I never yes, seen. Did. I never seen it like that before with him. Yes, they did. I I. I think Arizona is a really good team, and I think the Packers are, like you said, a one. And when you ask me, I think the Packers are good, but not a good. I think they're slightly above average team, I, and 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 ninety nine percent of that is Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I think you take Aaron Rodgers off the team, they're a flat out bad team. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think they're a flat out bad team without Aaron. Oh, Rodgers. That, oh, they're horrible. Yeah, this team. Yeah, right here without Jordy Nelson, they're horrible. Yeah, ab- absolutely. So I think Arizona is a good team. All the way around. I think there's a lot of talent on Arizona. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm picking, I'm picking Arizona also. And uh, I'll go on let me say like I double digits. I don't even think it's. I think they beat them soundly. Yeah. In Arizona, 
after just having, you know, they uh, Green Bay flew here, back home, flew, fly, you know, now they're flying back out to the opposite. They flew from one side of the country mm-hmm. to literally back to the other side of the country. Um, yeah, I, 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 and while Arizona's just been sitting at home for two weeks now. Mm-hmm. And they got a nice L for their last game of the year from uh, Seattle, too, mm-hmm. to sit and think about. Yep. You know what I mean? And Carson Palmer has been forever since Carson Palmer got a chance to actually play in a playoff game, in a game that mattered. So, I, you know, he's looking – he's going to have some extra juices flowing. Mm-hmm. You know, because this has actually been in the making for a minute. Carson Palmer just couldn't stay healthy. So, I'm, I, I'll go with them. We're both in agreement with that. Anything anybody want to say before we get out of here? National championship game. Yeah, that was, that was what I was going to say. You watch it? I did. And – um. Good game, good, 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 good. Um, from from a from a guy who didn't have a horse in the race, it was all you can ask for is an entertaining game, and it was that. Definitely a good game. You I, know what I mean. I, it. I I don't think you you had a choice one way or the other necessarily. I, I um. Or do you always go for SEC? I, I go for SEC. Right. I picked Alabama. I do go for SEC, but I was impressed by Clemson. Um, the the the, the quarterback here for Clemson, very impressed by him. Played a played a hell of a game. Um, but you know SEC rules. It goes back to what we what I said, what we were both saying last week, and and, and again, it's the reason that I have trouble getting into college football is that I, I just think the SEC is so superior. And again, it's not just it's not even like it's an opinion, not based on anything. It it literally is when you look at the amount of national championships over the last decade, and even more importantly, scrap even the results. It's on signing day, you know what I mean. On signing day and on draft that's, day, that's where it is, that's, right there. That 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 just shows the the level of difference. You yeah. you know what I mean. On signing day and on draft day, there if there's a hundred um, five star recruits, eighty five are going to end up in the SEC. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. Yeah. And on draft day, you know it's 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 just the SEC show. Yeah. Well, and, even, go ahead. Even with that being said, like I do feel like. Clemson put up 40 points mm-hmm. on, on Alabama. You don't do that. Mm-mm. Nobody does that. And Mm-mm. that's why I was in. I didn't know what to expect from them because they haven't played a team like Alabama. Alabama's, you know, they played other teams. So I'm like, and what is Clemson going to do this game? And they they didn't get ran off the field. They fought. They had chances to win the game. Um, Alabama, there's some. The, 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 um, I thought the onside kick was 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 very. It changed. It changed the game. It was. It was risky, but it was. It was clutch. Here's my problem with college football: is that it's not to say like black always. You know, there's there's this thing like, oh, the SEC is fluke because you know da da da, da and they play one team. Like, it's not to say that there's not going to be an Ohio State or Clemson or a Michigan out there that if they only have to play one team one time yeah. that they can win. It's, it's not to say that. But the point is, is that if Clemson played in the SEC. They wouldn't have gone undefeated. Yeah. And, and, and and if Ohio State's team last year had played in the SEC, they wouldn't have gone undefeated. And, and that's that's the point. Right. It's not to say that any SEC team automatically will always beat any team anywhere else. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it, it's not that point. It's just that if that team had played and those those other teams played in the conference, it wouldn't have happened. Right. You, you know what I mean? And that's why it's the college football thing is just, it's just kind of hard when you look at the SEC and that you got LSU – Alabama, Auburn, and, and, you know, Ole Miss, and to say that only one of them, and really necessarily not even one of them is even guaranteed to be in there. You know what I mean? Because right. they could all very easily have two losses. Right. 
So, so the next thing is, you know, what everybody's asking is Nick Saban the best college coach ever. And I, for me, I don't, I don't, I didn't watch college football that much back. I haven't, I didn't see Bear Bryant's team. I didn't see how he coached or any of that. So it'd be hard for me to, to you know, give an honest opinion on that or knowledgeable for for, for back then. But he the best I've probably seen since, since I've been watching college football and. I don't even know if he's the best. It's just he always has the best That's players. Right. So then, then the question becomes like, how much? If, you know, in college football, you ask yourself, how much of it is about recruiting? How much of it is, and then how much of that we don't even know how much of it is he does the recruiting or whatever the case may yeah. be. And then how much of is it is actual him coaching players? I, I'm always, me personally, I'm always impressed with the people who go to different places and do it. Like right. that, That's why I was always impressed with Larry Brown. He has. That's why I was always impressed with Bill Parcells. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? And the, just the ability. You stand here at at, at, um, at Alabama, this program's pretty much on cruise control right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, you set it up and, and you just go. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Alabama calls – and would you like to play for Alabama? And the answer is yes. You know what yeah. I mean? 95% of the time. They, and they, then and then when you get there, when when everybody on your team is a five-star or a four-star recruit, yeah. how much, you know, right? how hard can that be? Right. And I don't know if you look at it. I'm looking at it. They, they got at the bottom of the screen on ESPN. They they were showing, like, the top, you know, recruiting class. And right now LSU has a top – Recruit, recruiting class, but they have some other players in the top 100 who haven't signed. And they showing these guys, and they showing all their list of schools, and Alabama was on every single one of them. LSU was on most of them, but it was like two of them they wasn't. Alabama was on every single one, one of their lists. But I feel this, but as far as going other places, Nick Saban won in LSU also. And, but LSU was also a team full of <laughs> yeah, not, you know, not, five star, right, right, you know, right. four star, not exactly winning yeah. at Maryland, right? <laughs> you know what I mean, like, and, and to me, that's that's the type of stuff that you kind of that I'm impressed with. I mean, like, you know, to go over there and be like, boom, got you guys relevant, like, like Spurrier when he did it at Florida and was just like, you know, this program's on cruise control, I'm mm-hmm. out. And then mm-hmm. he went to the Gamecocks. Gamecocks were nothing. Yeah. Nobody was talking about South Carolina. Yeah. And then, I mean, they never made it to the upper tier national championship, but he damn sure had South Carolina uh, ranked and relevant, yeah. which was unheard of. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's the type of stuff you say, wow, that's that's pretty impressive. And not only that, to recruit in South Carolina, to get the people to come to South Carolina. like well, you know, The that, thing with that is what, what, you, what you can do is get these players to be like, well, you're playing in the SEC. You're playing against Alabama. Mm-hmm. You're playing right, against right, LSU. Right, right. You're going to have a chance to prove yourself. And, and, and again, though, to make – for you to say, hey, for, for Spurrier to say, I'm going to re- recreate myself with another team, with a not – but in this same conference, though, like yeah. I'm still going to play Alabama, LSU, right. and Florida right. every single year. Like you, you tip your hat to that, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? To say he could have found himself in one of those weak divisions and mm-hmm. say, man, you know, hey – Squeak out ten wins out of here. That shouldn't be that hard. And yeah. and then you know we're in a bowl game. Yeah. And he said, "No, nah, we'll do it right here." So I mean, if anybody wants to call Nick Saban the greatest coach of all time, I don't know really how, how you can argue with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, the, the rings, the resume is there. Yeah. It, yeah, it's just so much more to it to me. If you ask that, though, it, 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 it is. And and part of being a coach is recruiting, also. So you can't take that away from him. Oh yeah. But I just, I mean, you might as well be because he's probably he's not done. Like, at, at there's the no college, reason Alabama won't win again next year. But it's, but at the college level, how much of that 
you find is not even it's not fair it's no not not fair one but but also that it's like it's not that the the, the 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 college i think i know the sport is more so that the head coach is just a figure head you know what i mean in yeah. terms of like and we learned that when that penn skate scandal went down and then you realize like joe pa was the head coach for the last 20 years and he might not even known that he was the head coach of the team you know right. what i mean like right like the, the the team, the program was just. There's so many people underneath you that do it and that are doing the things for you, and you know. And the same thing with Bobby Bowden. Like Bobby Bowden and 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 Joe Pa, their last three or four years, they were just there. You know, yeah. they're just guys showing up. You know, and I bet you that you know, like we got this kid Mike, the lead recruit, and he'd be like, "Oh, who's he?" <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. But hey, he's getting. You're not going to tell me that Joe Pa and and and, and what's his name are recruiting <laughs> at ninety something years old and traveling and talking to these kids. Nah, I can't. I'm not going. Putting saving nowhere now. No, man. no, no, no. But sure I'm no, but Saban I'm. Saving is a great, great football mind because I mean, he got even the coaches under him. They, you know, they go places that you know they like. You know, you know, Nick is, you know, Nick is great and this, this, and that. I can't. Oh, absolutely. Not no, 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 no. I, I didn't, I'm not trying to say it, but I'm saying is that we don't know how much of that recruiting is a much. You know, we know in the best college basketball level how much that you know the head coach has little to do with the. You know that there's. It's all about having that recruiter. You know, that guy that, hey, this is assistant coach, and what does he do? He recruits. Right. That's what his job is. And we don't know who Saban might have a guy on his staff that you'd be like, no, nah, that's the guy right there. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I mean, his offensive coordinator, then Lane Kiffin had his pro job itself. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely, man. And, yeah, I mean, you look at stuff like that. You got NFL head coaches as your <laughs> offensive coordinator. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a lot. <laughs> you know what I mean? And we can, we can only imagine what type of resources he also has. Yeah. You know? All right, well, that's this week's show. Hey, when you had anything, I know you normally at the end of the show like to steal it. You want to touch on um, Lovey Smith getting fired at all? Didn't we talk about that? We no, talked that happened after. Um, um, after. Not a fan. Disappointed. Disappointed. Um, you asked me that actually on the show last week, and I was like, not to say that I was in love with the job that Lovey had done, but um, one, if Jameis Winston is our quarterback and we're invested in him, which I am, um, I'm not a fan of just a new head coach second year. And, like, we've seen so many quarterbacks. Again, like, remember I said it last time, what do all these great quarterbacks have in common? They've had the exact same coach. You, you know what I mean? And here we are. We started. Here we go again. You know what I mean? With Jameis Winston's going to be in year two, and he's going to be on coach two. And, you know, I, I think that the sooner you find your guy and get him as familiar as possible with the system and get his consistency going – you're, you you know you're heading on the right track. That that was my main thing. No, I agree with you 100 percent on that. I mean, no 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 disagreements here. Same reasons, you know. No reason that you know to change up on, you know on on Jameis and your young team right now. I feel like they. I mean, what did what did you expect this year? Did you expect you know them to win 11 games? I don't see how. That was yeah. the same thing I said to A when we tested me. I said yeah. what. Exact same way. You took the words out of my mouth. How many games did you expect to win? What is it? And and what did you think we were going to the playoffs this right. year? And I, I think that if you ask the Tampa Bay fans what their goal was this year, if there anybody who's realistic, we met them. You were right where you know you thought you would be, mm-hmm. and you saw what you saw from Jameis. And again, you, you know, if if now let's just say our right, head, this was a year ago, and the, and the quarterback was McCown. And we just really had no, you know, we just had Lovey McCown, and we're just like, you know, this isn't going anywhere. Cool. But when you when you signed up for when you drafted Jameis number one overall, and you said that you was going to be the quarterback, you know, let, let's 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 believe in Jameis. Let's if Lovey's your coach, Jameis is your quarterback. Let's let them work together. Let's let them grow together. 
And now to just start all over again, I saw that. And that was the first thing that came to my mind was just like, man, let's do Jameis. Again, not that I was in love with Lovey, but it's just like, here we go again. You know, it seems like the, the Jason Campbell thing was like, this dude's going to end up with a new coach every single year. And then, you know, and the way the way the NFL works with the quarterback positions, you really get that rookie year, that second year, third year, they want to see something from you. And fourth year, you're in a free, you know, you're in a contract year, and now we got to make decisions about you. And it's hard to make a decision on a guy who's had four different coaches at that point, you know what I mean, or, or how many different coaches it is. Not a fan of not a fan of the move. And then to hear how it was done, you know, over a phone call and all that type of stuff, you know, I not a fan of it. Not a fan of it at all. Very disappointed. All right, and the last thing, um, Buffalo gave Rex Ryan an ultimatum of playoffs or you're done, and he goes out and hires his, his brother, brother as the defensive coordinator. What Unreal. do you make of that? Um, Rex Ryan. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? That's that's a Rex Ryan move, right? Yeah, I guess I so. mean, that's – Buddy wouldn't have it any other way, man. I mean, you, when you sign up for Rex Ryan, you know what you're getting. You know what I mean? Like, he's not going to have his brother sitting at home without a job. We know that. <laughs> and I don't think anybody else was calling him and offering him the head defensive coordinator job. You know what I mean? That that's that is what it is when you are in a position to help out your brother and you know Rex Ryan probably like, hey, we're gonna go down, bro. Let's go down together, man. Let's make sure neither one of us work ever again. You know what I mean? Like, that's let, let's go down, broski. You know that's what it was like. It's, it's gonna be like old times, man. Drink Yolo. some beers at the facility, Yolo. <laughs> going down swinging, bro. And that's and I expect you know that's what I expect is gonna happen. They'll they'll ride off into the sunset together on the unemployment line. I don't see nothing wrong with the hire. I mean, I don't. I, I think Rob Ryan is a fine defensive coordinator. Every, everybody just give him a lot of flack because you know him and Rex just push the needle that much. Where everybody's always scrutinizing every single thing that they do. Um, I didn't know they gave him that ultimatum playoffs or you know that's kind of crazy, right? Yeah, I'm like, Buffalo, <laughs> Buffalo. It's like I mean, going he, back to what we were saying. Want, Buffalo. You want that job? Goodness, but um. I have no problem with the hire at all. Well, how many games did Buffalo win this year? Was it six or seven? Might have oh, seven. I thought sure. they won more than that. I'm not sure. They might have. I'm not sure. Oh, I th- it was only seven. I don't know why I thought it was nine. I thought they were. Okay, you might be right. Okay, I thought Buffalo did better than that because I, w- I was wondering. Uh, but oh, eight and eight. My bad. They were eight and eight. But it's like, what? What if? What if someone gets hurt? I mean, anything can happen. It's that's just you know when yeah. you, when you when you do that you know because the way seasons go. It's just like it's circumstantial. You just things happen. I feel like if out of your hand. I feel like if Rex Ryan leaves Buffalo, Buffalo goes right back to falling off the face of the earth in terms of relevancy. Whether certain cities like certain teams like Buffalo, Rex Ryan doing you a favor, bro. Like I mean, Rex Ryan makes you relevant. You eliminate Rex Ryan, you guys are just a bad football team in the middle of nowhere that nobody cares about. Period. Yeah. I mean, you re- literally are irrelevant. He comes into these press conferences, and, I mean, he knows what he's doing. You know what I'm saying? He's trying to draw attention to himself, but, hell, if he doesn't, who, ain't nobody else talking about Buffalo. Right. I mean, you know what I mean? So, I can't be mad at him for doing that. And, hell, if he wants to bring his brother in and get in on it, if nothing else, Buffalo's going to be interesting. If nothing else, they'll be interesting. All right, well, that's it. Uh, we'll see you all next week. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in, uh, playoffs, and uh, things starting to get interesting now. All right, we'll see you all next week.